0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Season Gaming BitCast, episode 214. I am your host, Ainsley Bowden, and we are right on time, as always, with these fine gentlemen in front of me here. So, that that you look like a chicken, kind of, while you're doing that, Travis. So I'll I start thought he was doing what is that <laughs> Like, only his head was moving. It was very odd. But anyway, Mr. Tie Guy Travis is back from, uh, from his week off last week. Hearts unknown,
1: yeah, exotic yeah. locales, mystery, and adventure. As an IGN reviewer, <laughs>
2: uh, perfect. hi, I'm yeah. clunky I'm clunky. <laughs> I've got a new mic this week that I'm testing out. Oh, I yeah, you got some more body. bass.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: I've got more bass. That's I can right. do ASMR with y'all. <laughs> so,
0: well, please, 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 tell uh, me. Welcome back, sir. Good to have you back as always. Joining us. Hey. I'm going to be doing mouth noises.
1: I've that is no bummer. way to start a Sunday. No, no. no way. No. I, I,
2: they I didn't want like to be ASMR. Come no. on, guys. I'm starting a channel. No,
0: I want okay. to be clear to all of our listeners that I apologize for that. I did not know he was going to do that. And he won't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> so, However, you can check bad. out
3: Sexy HD. <laughs> yeah. Get
2: get all... of Sexy HD. We rebranded <laughs> <laughs> recently. Uh, sales of it. <laughs>
0: oh man uh also back as (laughs) always you know him well the host of virtual legality mr hoke himself good morning
1: ains how are you doing this sunday
0: i am really good man
1: and i know you made a joke about us being late but a bit cast arrives precisely when it means to (laughs) so we are here when we're here Yes. I think you could just assume that it's going to be like 1105 or whatever that seems to be when we're hitting the button on these things. But no, I'm fantastic. It's been quite the media week, right? Still playing Xenoblade. Sandman's good. Prey is good. All sorts of stuff is good out there. Um, So I'm in a great, great mood. And I took a day off from streaming and lawyering yesterday. And I feel
0: amazing. I don't think uh, the three of us got the approval letter of that. I never signed anything. Yeah,
1: No, no, no. And I got people, it's it's, it's funny. I got people bugging me. It's like, where's this? And where's this? And where's this? And I <laughs> filed 200 pages of this. And it's like, okay, all right, cool. But my wife basically set, mandated. I almost did a video yesterday. She said, no, you're not doing anything tomorrow. <laughs> and that was on Friday. And I said, okay. We gave it a run. So I watched a bunch of Sandman. I played a bunch of Xenoblade. I feel amazing.
0: There you go. There you go. <laughs> He got the wife's approval, the mandate. That's the only I got the one that mandate. At the end I, if of you, day. if yes. you
1: stream, I'm getting a divorce kind of
0: mandate.
3: So, yeah, all right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. And of course, Mr. Rodriguez back in the house. What's happening, dude?
3: Gosh, not much compared to everybody else. I got <laughs> to go to a baseball game later in nice. 101 degree heat indexes.
0: Yeah, the, the uh, temperature here for us yesterday, the feel oh, like temperature was one hundred and seven. So good yes. luck with that baseball game outside. That's gonna yeah. be
3: enjoyable. I'm in the shade. So that's about that'll it. make the difference. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. You
1: just need like thirty degrees of shade, it'll be great. <laughs> <It's, yeah. laughs>
0: you
3: got a three hundred plus pound man in hundred something degree weather, it's not a pretty sight. It's it's not good. So
0: but anyway, uh, good to have us all back. I always love, uh, you know, when the four of us are here ready to rock. So today it's actually a relatively quiet kind of game week, but we have some uh, yeah. some topics to talk about. Some new releases coming up. We've got some uh, stuff we've been playing. We've got uh, we're going to be talking about the holiday season games, uh, which is Callisto Protocol, Hogwarts Legacy and Pokemon Violet and Scarlet, which uh, some kind of information on all three this week, a little bit anyway. We've got a few kind of big companies still elbowing their way into the gaming industry and a couple other things to touch on. And apparently Sony doesn't like Xbox owning Call of Duty, which for some reason is a surprise to a lot of people online. Um, I don't it's know also
1: oversold for what that regulatory
0: response is.
1: But you know that if you follow virtual legality, but I'll cover it again here.
0: Yeah. 100 we'll to it. it in fact, I didn't even have it listed as a topic, but I had people ask us to talk about it. So I guess we'll talk it about is it in fun. a couple
1: of minutes. It's, it's fun. But it's fun yeah, but okay. So there's a bit about outrage mill, right? Like the internet likes to take these things. And you know, when a regulatory body asks you a question and they ask a specific question in a specific way and you answer with a mirror image of the language of the question that they ask, I think it's a little bit unfair to report it as whining or complaining or anything else that people have reported it on. We'll get
0: to it. We will. We will. And I'm glad you, you phrased it that way, Hogue, because uh, I'll comment on that as well. Sure. Um, but anyway, before we do that uh, last week, I mentioned that we are closing in on a hundred reviews on Spotify for our audio listeners. We got yes. five more five-star reviews this week. So thank you for that. If you took the time to do that, if you haven't taken the time to do that, please do. It helps our audio side very much. And, uh, despite Travis's ASMR goals, uh, we do our best to make it an enjoyable show for the audio listeners. So, um, don't do it. I'll mute you. Thank you, audio listener. <laughs> anyway, we'll, uh, we'll kick it off with what we're currently playing. Um, <clears throat> I can't talk about them yet, but a couple of reviews, I think, coming this week, actually. Um, uh, indie game reviews that people have been looking forward to. So there's Thymesia, which is a Souls-like uh, which uh, people have been looking forward to it for a while. So Mr. Elu spook, who's actually in our chat right now is uh, reviewing that for us and uh, nice. like said, look for that shortly and cult of the land, the game from devolver Digital and um, oh god, uh, the developer itself is is failing me at the moment. but uh, very, very uh, saw- not sought after uh, anticipated. Um, indie game is coming out this week as well and uh, creepy that for us. Yeah, it looks great. So um, those games will be coming soon. But, uh, guys, what have you been playing? And, Hogue, I'll start with you to comment on Xenoblade. Because here's the thing. Travis barely played it. He's curious about it.
1: Travis is curious about it. He doesn't know anything about this particular game. (laughs) I I will tell you, Xenoblade is life. Xenoblade is all. If you want to play through Xenoblade, it appears that you have to self-select to only play uh, Xenoblade. Its (laughs) uh, progression through its actual game is glacial. Um, But if you're enjoying your time there uh, it's, it's a ton of fun. And so basically uh, as a video gamer, I am now just a Xenoblader. Um, and that is all that I turn on and all that I play. And I'm about (laughs) 31 hours in and I'm in chapter three, which I'm informed is not very far at all. Um, but, uh, it is excellent. Uh, I, uh, am finding myself learning more and more about how the, Systems work and it appears to introduce a new system as soon as I have grappled with the prior seven systems uh it has introduced. Uh and uh it's in a great spot in the game right now, which is what I would consider Xenoblade. Um, it is that kind of open areas, uh, do what you want, go to question marks, uh, explore, enjoy like wonderful, wonderful music. I, I actually said this last week with Travis You undersold the music for me. Uh, Music is excellent in this game Uh, and you go and and you adventure and then you slam up against bosses that you don't understand how you could possibly ever get beyond one inch off of their health bar. And you try to figure out how to advance in those kinds of things. So right now I'm kind of blocked on two hero quests and the main quest. Uh, And so I have gone and just wandered around (laughs) cliffs, trying to find some ingredients to increase my gems uh, or otherwise, just gain experience and, and hang out, sit under the stars, enjoy Xenoblade. Uh, But it's got system after system after system after system after system. Uh, as Travis said when he reviewed it, I don't know that there will ever be a stop to tutorial screens. They just pop up every five hours or so and say, hey, you, did you think this was a little blank in the way that you were fighting enemies? That's because we actually have a whole set of systems here. We were holding back for you for only the first 30 hours or so. Um, but now you're now you're good to go on that. Um, so Those tutorial no, I
2: I, cards continue to pop up until after the credits. So sure, you said that you in are, the end game.
1: Yeah. Well, I, and and it is funny because you start the game and it's so streamlined, like you have no choices on anything that it's like, well, okay, this is interesting. People were talking up this combat, and then it's they really hold back and you can't do anything about uh changing your arts until they let you, and you can't do anything about. <laughs> x y and z until they let you uh and uh i think we've got a fairly fulsome version of the combat system now at, at 30 hours but it wouldn't surprise me if they have six more menus to go um so and <laughs> Travis is shaking his head there it's like i said fairly fulsome it's like i got interlinks i got fusions i got classes i got arts i got gems
2: yeah. you, you have like 60 percent of the combat
0: system. You're, you're it's looking <laughs> yeah, good. gecko uh says this is a 120 hour long tutorial
1: well, it's not, so. no, it's, it's not like that, right? You can have games that hold your hand the whole time. It's just that every 10 hours are like, so you thought that was cool. You play board games. It's like, let's add an expansion deck. Like let's, let's add another thing in there that you can worry about. Because as you've probably seen in screenshots, you've got 17 circles on the ground. You've got three things lighting up on the right. You've got three things lighting up on the left. You've got another set of digital pad commands on the side while you're also watching a big clock on the middle right go up at, at bare minimum. And you're, you're basically keeping track of all those things. It reminds me of final fantasy 12 a little bit more, which is that you've won the battle or lost the battle by your setup by the time you start almost like, and then you're kind of tactically keeping track of how everybody's doing and and kind of making revisions on the fly. It feels a lot more like a general or something uh, than say final fantasy 15, where you're just zipping around and and hitting people with your sword. Uh, But I love it. Um, it's plot is interesting. It's maybe a little bit more goofbally y <laughs> with some of the stuff than I would care for. Um, but other than that, it's significantly more uh, serious side of things than Xenoblade 2 was. So it's kind of Xenoblade 1, 2, X mashup. It actually has a fair amount of X in it, I would say. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. I love it. It's currently a 9 out of 10 for me. Travis says that lines up with his experience, but that he... It gets gets worse a little bit towards the back half of the game. We'll see if I ever see that back half um, because (laughs) I do generally get distracted by Shinies at about the 50-hour mark uh, just because things come out and I can only put so much time in. Uh, So we'll see. I think uh, I'll try not to get distracted because it is one of my favorite games of the year so far. So that was a very long way of saying Xenoblade, awesome. That's all I'm playing. So that's all I have to talk about in
0: terms of Uh, um, light
2: tone, I will say (laughs) The tone certainly shifts and goes more to in a more adult uh, tone, a hogue. So if you do get to chapter five, I think you'll really start to like the game a lot more. And then uh, in terms of combat and the tutorial system, it is true. it sort of is a 120 hour tutorial, but it also has to be because the combat system has to keep throwing new stuff at you to being engaging be engaging. And I think that's actually one of its strengths is that it just continues to grow throughout the duration of the game and beyond. The first playthrough the game, which is just crazy to me. Um, There's always but, stuff
1: yeah. to focus on, always stuff to be improving, um, and that always feels good, right?
2: Um, yeah. So, I I, I
1: have, have known no the tutorial stuff.
2: better. They could they could explain better. I I don't really hate cards that interrupt the game, but they you know they they do a good job at building on the system, which is cool.
1: Yep. No. And I, 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 hear you on maturity. I actually think it's a fairly dark world. I think my main complaint is this isn't a spoiler. I like, think like the consoles, like, like what they've gone with in this kind of like uh power ranger moon people um, is, uh, is like, well, I mean, that's a direction.
2: Uh. Every time it cuts to the theater, it is pure cringe every <laughs> single time the whole game, the whole game and they do it so much they love that oh my god it's so bad man
1: yeah. you have got of... so a man in like a chicken helmet be like so what
0: m i will get them yeah. <laughs> okay all right and they all that have a like thing. a jrpg they,
2: they all have a thing like one guy just speaks in old english he'll be like they doth, you know, oppose us, you know, and you're like, oh, what the? Yeah, and then you have uh, yeah, the, like, but, the- the- but
1: the rose is such a beautiful flower.
2: Should I get them?
1: It will end them like the rose wilts in the sun.
2: Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you're getting the full. Yeah, I- I've been xenoblading a lot. But, but, yeah, so <laughs> you're a little over the top, is what I'm saying. And it's interesting because a lot of the game is like it's
2: grounded. It's like an X one kind of. <laughs> How are we going to survive this horrible setting? Wow. It swings wildly in its tone, yeah. like many JRPGs are known to do. Yep.
0: Yep. Well, that's good, though. I, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Um, I've seen a lot. Of I love it, today. About it. A lot of people seem to love it. So it's good. It's good, man. Um, So I want to talk to you guys a little bit about this uh, this new game coming. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Anthem. Mm-hmm. Um. Are
2: we done with game? What are we playing? Is that over? <laughs>
0: no, no, because <laughs> I've been actively play playing Anthem. <laughs> uh, I've got the Anthem movement going on Twitter. A lot of people reinstalling. Um, you love to see it. Uh, you know what? In all seriousness, though, jokes aside, um, I-, I did start playing it again this week. This is not a joke. And I you know, because we had talked about it recently, I didn't realize it got a 60 frame, uh, a bump on series X. Yeah, I told as, you that. Yeah. Yeah. As we talked about last week, that's why I kind of wanted to check that out. And I was like, you know what? I never finished. Like I finished the story. I think I reviewed it. I was in the alpha, whatever, and then put some time into it. But I never went back once they started doing <clears throat> updates to it and adding stuff. So I was like, you know what? I'll just start a fresh character brand new and play through this game as it is and see how it sits. I'm having the time of my life. I'm loving this game. <laughs> it's so sad how much I am enjoying this game. And, like, I'm sitting there and I'm trying to analyze. I'm like, you know what? What is it about this game that I like so much? Uh, yeah. And it, and let's be clear. It, has, it still has a lot of faults, right? Like, there's plenty of things where they needed to evolve and continue expanding upon, et cetera, et cetera. But the things it does do, it does so well. Um, and I just, the more I played it, like, for instance, right? it's got an interconnected open world so instead of say like outriders or destiny where you go to different locations and then you're kind of there and if you want to go somewhere else you have to fly away or start a new mission or you're just going you, you just fly yourself and the verticality that that brings with it and kind of the combat scenarios and the different you know things that that does in terms of uh, combat design are really cool customize the hell out of my uh, javelin you know right down to the specific colors and my cape and you know the medals and all these things and i'm just like man they there was something here and i know we joke this game is a running joke like on big cast i know and that's part of what i bring it up but there was something there and it just it pains me even more playing it again now and it's still gorgeous by the way um and it pains me that bioware just killed this off it's like you had something here you had something here more than most companies have something here in live service and uh it's just a shame to see it uh Die, you know, to be dead. So, Did you
3: buy currency.
0: I'm not that dumb, Dan. Come on, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it is, uh, you know, I all jokes aside, I am enjoying playing through it. It's just like reliving, you know, three years ago. Um, but uh, it's, it's something we've Anthem. got
1: here, Ainge, is we've got a game that I talk about at length that you're not going to play. And you've got a game now that you're talking about that I'm not going to play. So we got a nice
2: crossroads here. True. Yours uh, makes a lot I,
0: more I, sense than mine, though. And <laughs> I've and I
2: played both of them extensively. Uh, yeah. I played the Anthem. The problem with the Anthem story. is they built the set, the foundations of a really good uh, games-as-a-service game. They forgot to put any content in the game is the main problem. And then they for sure did not set themselves up or plan for building on that content adding stuff to do it's like a a gorgeous game with nothing to do it's like it's like a uh, you know a, a beautiful vista that <laughs> you can only view from the hotel you know it, it's just yeah
0: yeah the the Shallow. combat scenarios are repetitive and the you know the stuff you find is lackluster and yet again it just it just feels so good to play which is weird Can you fly you know?
2: into water did that yeah. thing get cut? You can't. No, it's
0: a, you can. can go underwater. Yeah. And it's got dungeons. So that's the crazy and, part is they just
2: don't use that. They could have done a whole underwater level. Man, There's just, a couple missions where you
0: do them. go underwater, um, but it's yeah. not, again, it's not extensive. You know, it's just kind of yeah. there. Um, but it, it is quite funny. Anyway, we've been joking about it. And I see Ash says, Ains, have I ever gotten into Destiny? Well, yes and no. So, yes, I have like 500 hours in Destiny, which also means no because 500 hours is nothing in terms of destiny. So, uh, you know, so yes and no.
2: Did you even play? <laughs> hours? I'd play it more <laughs> if it had
0: a proper competitive PVP. I can tell you that much. Well, honestly, if you put that oh. 500
1: hours in like four years ago, it's like, it's not like you'll recognize the game. If you pop back yeah. in today,
0: I know, True. I know. But anyway, uh, it, it's kind of funny because what it did remind me is, uh, back in 2018 when Anthem was going to be the destiny killer, which we all remember. Um, it was the big thing at E3 and EA Play, and I have posters for it. And I, it was some of our first big coverage from Season Gaming was uh, was Anthem, which was hilarious to go back and look at. So, Dan, did you uh, did you reinstall? No, I did not.
3: I, well, the problem is, so, I mean, I gave my, my Series X to my son, so he's using that. So I only have my PlayStation currently. I can go grab it whenever I want to, but his died. So I was just like, eh, there's really nothing I need that I can't get here. So basically, I just gave it to him, you know, so we can play. I'm going to get another one. I just haven't bit the bullet yet. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I was so close to running up to his room and, like, ripping it out of his, <laughs> his desk. I was like, man, I need to play this. I could have bought it on PlayStation for 5 bucks, which is funny because it, it's it's $5 on the PlayStation store. Uh, it's $10 for the uh, Deluxe Edition upgrade. Or you can buy them both together for $70. So, you know, do what you want. You know, whatever works. Worth so it. Strange. Yeah, totally worth it. um But yeah, get was... that money. I, yeah. I mean... Yeah. No idea. But yeah, um, I want to. And by the time I probably you know go and get it back, I'll probably you guys will probably be gone, and it'll be just me in the entire <laughs> Anthem universe. Uh, that one concurrent <laughs> player. uh wishing you uh, that's
0: the other stuff. thing i've done like free yeah. play you know where you go you just in the world and stuff there's yeah. people all over the place really yeah lots of people oh my gosh i was pl- i was literally flying around with six other randoms just yesterday
3: because i did that probably six months ago or so and there was nobody i think maybe one person showed up we're bringing it
0: back <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs>
3: you achieved
0: boss. six people yeah. we're getting there One, those, those are stadia know. numbers rome wasn't built yeah. in a day here Ho. <laughs> yeah i think Probably i think more than Outriders they call, as,
2: they call <laughs> that a stadia of people Six, hey, stadia.
1: Man, I, I love plenty of games that didn't work out ains i could i could sit here and wax <laughs> oh, yeah. philosophic about battleborn if you like uh yeah. so oh, boy. No, i
0: Battleborn. i, uh, stand I hear you worthy. battleborn stan yeah that's I, I, I would
1: bring battleborn
0: back in a second my stepson was one of those uh yeah one of of the few (laughs) Um, i played
2: like 10 seconds of that game and i was like "Who, no (laughs) Uh,
1: and and to me when that game was rolling it had the best kind of plate spinning things to manage and uh keep you invested and involved uh in in any of the games i played it's probably the only pvp type game that i really enjoyed
0: it was Mm -hmm. an interesting mix now that we're on dead games (laughs) um you know they they took the borderlands gameplay which was you know still very popular right but was even more i would say at the time and then they mixed it with the moba approach which at Mm -hmm. the time was a very you know you had league you had smite you had what was that other one that epic made at the time um that's dead now Uh, paragon (laughs) paradox it wasn't paragon but i know the one you're talking about paragon i think was made by Hi res if i remember correctly but anyway uh on paper, it sounded like an idea that could work, and I, you know, I think like oh, there's some people that enjoyed it, but on a large scale, yeah, it just died on. Oh, it was Paragon? Ash said maybe I got it wrong.
1: Well, I think uh, Battleborn's uh, art was a little much, and that lacked a little uh, the production there. But was, as a game, I would, I would play that. I would still be playing that if that were available to me. Yeah, man, cool.
0: Rough. All right, now that we've we've had our dead game section, Travis, mm-hmm. you been playing anything good that you can talk about?
2: Yeah. I am reviewing Digimon Survive. Yeah. <laughs> it is a visual novel with a tactical fire emblem-like combat system. Um, I beat it last night. Okay. Today I have to write the review.
0: Okay. He's <laughs> allowed <Anyway,
2: let's laughs> fire- to, to give us which fire is qualitative. Uh... <laughs> it's all fact-based. My name is Travis. I am uh, I'm still <laughs> forming an opinion on it, but okay. I have it's a mixed opinion. I will say that uh, okay. it has some things that are quite uh, interesting and some things that make me want to strangle myself to death. Um, uh, and so wow. I'll be talking about that. It's basically it's it's 90 percent a visual novel, but the 10 percent that is gameplay that they insist on making you play is atrocious and. Uh, and and just really hard to get through. You have to grit, grit your teeth for it. Um, so,
0: Lucius says this, by the way. Do not write the review yet. Play New Game Plus. I don't know, I know if it's are sarcastic I know, or not.
2: <laughs> I know what they're talking about. They're talking okay. about the New Game Plus version. Um, I will certainly play it. <laughs> <laughs> i don't think it'll change my opinion as much as you think it will uh but yes i get what you're saying
3: like, why, why you play, would play the, the game 19 game times version? you'll
2: love it yeah yeah, yeah.
0: It to, to dan's question like you're making me think of near again well, it's like well you didn't play it nine times so you don't understand yeah. the game What? why do you have to play new game plus
2: this is pretty common uh, uh for um for visual novels and a lot, lots of japanese games really like to do this where they We'll give you a New Game Plus, and New Game Plus will be significantly different than the first playthrough. So this game has like four different endings on the New Game, or on the standard game. And then if you play New Game Plus, you can unlock a separate ending that drastically changes the flow of the story. Um, and uh, this game has that. Um, the question is, is it worth the squeeze? And even in the case of Nier Automata, which is a game that people say that they love for its four new game plus playthroughs. After the second playthrough of near automata, I wanted to stop playing the game very much. And <laughs> had, to conti- had to continue playing it for an additional two more playthroughs. Uh, granted, playthrough they, three they and four were great. Playthroughs. Yeah. Well, granted play, th- playthrough uh, three and four were great, but after you play through the same exact game twice, except for the second time, it's way worse. Uh, you really stop wanting to play the game. Um, and this, this game is very much in the same vein. Like, I'm sure I will like the, the content that I have to g- get through in New Game Plus. I did all four of the endings last night. Um, but that fifth one, uh, I feel like it's going to make me hate the game more because I'm going to have to play so much of it just to get through a lot of the same parts. And visual novels are tough. You have to tap A and tap A and tap A and go, okay, yeah, I know I've seen this. I know I remember what happened. Okay, okay, let's get to the next part. Um, and so it could be a little irritating. But that's just yeah. me. Just me. I like my visual <laughs> novels where I where I go through them one time and then they're good. Rampa, Phoenix Wright. I could go on, but uh
0: yeah. Almost like a novel. Um when is <laughs> when one. is your review due? Is it this week?
2: Today. I I've got to get the I've got to go through the drafts uh tomorrow. So <laughs> I'm going to be playing a lot of this game today. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've got two things to due tomorrow. One of them is this review, and the second one is my preview of Construction Simulator, <laughs> which I cannot talk about, but I will tell you that I'm previewing Construction Simulator, and I will have thoughts on it later this week.
0: Nice. Yeah, so, this is the games I've been playing. Yeah.
2: Right. I've been playing a lot of, yeah, the, the reviews have controlled my life, really. I've just been, you know, I, I went straight from... Uh, a, a 150 hour JRPG to a 40 hour uh, Japanese visual novel and I'm I'm a little I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back to the west a little bit when, I, uh, <laughs> when I'm when i done with this it's just been a lot and so uh, yeah but but it, but it has been fun I've, I've you been look
0: about fun. six years older I mean I didn't want to say it you know but yeah. I will vouch for Xenoblade is
1: a lot so
0: I don't know <laughs> my friend Travis managed it in three weeks hey it's not Postal 4 in Nerf Legends I mean look at it that way
1: no, no, it's well done, but it is out there.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, let's get to a couple Super Chats real quick before super Dan chats. touch on it. And uh, this this one I'm just going to go ahead and take here, Dan, if you don't mind. Sure. So it's just going to be Fat Boy Hard with the two-pound Super Chat. Anthem for life. Mm. That's right. We're bringing Anthem back, boys. If you love Anthem, show your support, reinstall, get on that server, start playing 2.0 can be a reality if we make it so
3: you know i mean there's there's so many like just regular people out there that mod and do all this other stuff you would think that they would be able to do something (laughs) you know just to bring a little extra content in here no, no
0: <laughs> that that's kind of tra- that's almost to travis's point where the, the the tools aren't there they didn't yeah the, the uh, foundation not the to build the aren't.
2: game they forgot yeah. the game part like, yeah that's true if you Close take
1: the nothing place. else from this episode understand this electronic arts is not your friend no matter what <laughs> quote they put out there that <laughs> single player games or whatever electronic arts is running a business as much as ains loves it they decided to cut bait on anthem probably for a reason. I was actually surprised they went as far as they did with 2.0, to be honest. Uh, and so uh, I love you. EA's. A- EA's not bringing it back. Uh, so it's not Anthem for life. Enjoy what you've got while the surfers are still on. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, I know. Uh, I know.
1: And uh, yeah. it's, uh, and then we'll, we'll, we'll change its We'll change its name to uh elegy or something. <sighs> yeah. You
2: know, EA yeah. is actually famous for not bringing things back. that's their one of their main i think it's one of their their (laughs) principles of their company it's true like
0: warner brothers man yeah they also never shut studios down why are you giving them hope man
1: i feel like (laughs) you're you're standing in the rain and ains is hawkeye it's like no no You got to be honest
0: here. All right. <laughs> I'm not, I'm
2: not giving it. them hope. I'm trying to tell them that it, it's dead and
0: it's gone. I know. So. I know. I just don't want to accept it. You know, it's one of those that happens. I was also uh,
2: excited for Anthem before it came out. I, I thought that that game had a chance to <clears> be like a not a destiny killer because I think that is a crazy overused term, but I thought it just, had a yes. chance to be like the, the new destiny and I was excited to be a part of it. Got all my friends to buy it, played it a ton, but you know, you got to take the L when you get the L. Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, I, look, my brother was excited for it, and he gets excited for nothing. And so I have a, <laughs> I have a working thesis, and it's if he gets excited for it, definitely don't get excited for it. Um, so I, think, I think the last two games he was really excited for were Cyberpunk and Anthem, um, and he regrets his life choices. Uh, I love Cyberpunk, so. man. See, nobody yeah, loves Cyberpunk. Was, he, you accept Cyberpunk compared to the uh, compared to the overall vitriol aimed towards it. I, I refuse to really believe anybody loves that game. We can talk at length about how it is not at, at all a worthy successor to what we saw them write in
0: Witcher Three, and it Witcher is Three nice is the better game. game. I'm not debating you there, but I still I, love I, I just can't imagine I, loving Cyberpunk. I it's it is a okay. You don't have to imagine it. You're you're looking at it
1: from the from the mind <laughs> and voice that brought you a love of Anthem comes a love of Cyberpunk. No, no, it's, <laughs> I, hey, if you love it, that's great. I'll go I, down this,
0: with this ship. Perfect.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know lots of people who love Cyberpunk. Love Paul it, Cassie, Tom Marks, who was the reviewer at IGN. They they love that game. I, I, I it did not click with me in the same way. Although for it did 14th, when I replayed it a year after. Yeah,
1: you know, the fourteenth warehouse in a row where you just wind up, you know, going in and doing the same thing for the hundredth time with the same kind of BS. Little text messages explaining why you're going into this particular warehouse is really what broke me before realizing there was like 94 <laughs> more warehouses. Um, and so, yeah, I, I it's It's it maybe one of the more disappointing games. And that's without the bugs and things, right? That's just like, oh, this is what you guys spent better part of a decade making, huh? Okay, cool. Cool. It's
0: a great game. All right.
3: <laughs> you know, I, I just went back, you know, just real quick go ahead I went back because I reviewed Anthem just to one more one more parting shot and then I <laughs> revisited it 6 months later in my last paragraph this is an industry where you have to strike when the iron is hot you have to more and more you see these types of games release incomplete sometimes they claw and scratch their way into revel- into to uh, relevancy sometimes they fade away like a fart in the wind <laughs> anthem i'm afraid is going to be that fart and i was right
0: <laughs> i remember that's when you that's right. yeah. i remember when you wrote that and you asked me about that quote if we were okay to publish that i said screw it let's go with it yeah that
2: is
3: it and that, and that it's, it's it's that a really is a sad. Uh, sad thing that, that is evocative
2: top yeah. top tier writing right there yeah though. No, no. if, if, if nothing
0: else it was accurate yes it was right there yeah so all sad. right all right
3: Tao, with the $5 super chat. Uh, also, Travis, Digimon Survive is one of those torture <laughs> games that you have to review. I'm sad how much they keep messing up Digimon games. You know, I've never played one. Me so either.
2: Yeah, I no actually dude. like Digimon games. I think the universe is interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't think this is a torture game. I certainly have reviewed way, way, way worse games. And this game, by comparison, it has things that I really like about it. It's just uh, the gameplay, man. <laughs> <it's so> bad. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: all right tal thank you tal i'm saving your other super chat just for a moment because that's going to be part of another conversation but we got gecko gamer in the house
3: yeah gecko gamer uh with five euros thank you sir and or madam i have no idea any games that made you feel dead inside
0: <laughs> i love the way this is phrased <laughs> oh yeah dead yeah. inside
1: i mean anthem
3: i've
0: got a list, list of
2: these one. oh my yeah. god i've got a huge list
1: of yeah. these yeah. travis i would expect can answer this
2: uh yeah Dead inside Crossfire X. <laughs> oh man. Oh Crossfire X makes me feel dead inside. still from the minds still behind Remedy and today. Control. What's that? From the minds at Remedy from Control and Alan Wake and they, they did not x. make that game they did not i swear to you they put three interns on that game for the campaign mode. Some, sometimes you, know, you make a really big
1: game sometimes you take sega's money to put it into your own borderlands project you know whatever exactly
2: that is for <laughs> sure what happened uh yeah i writing two separate reviews for crossfire x and both of them being horrid reviews i think i gave them a two and a three you did was I what i went with yeah and nope. uh Three for the campaign, two for the multiplayer. And uh, that game, great. I still think of it sometimes. And I'm like, geez, dude, that is yeah. a harrowing game.
0: By the way, Hogue, I'd like to point out that a lot of people in the chat said they love Cyberpunk.
2: Love it? I, I just don't.
1: I, I, I feel like I want to say "Then you haven't experienced love.
0: <laughs> um,
1: it's not worthy of your love. You're better than this. Okay? <laughs> I, 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 I feel this. Go, go we, we, we could talk offline. But you know what? My DMs are open
2: um no I'm not uh, yeah. worthy of love just for the record. God. help me
0: i'm trying to think of a, a game that made me feel complete just hopelessness after playing it i don't know
1: if i see so like dead inside i you know i think of uh like kingdom hearts 3 where some mm. people seem to like that I, i'm <laughs> like this is the this is a cynical <laughs> commercial yeah a great one
0: that's what disney was going for <laughs> by the time we're in
1: minute three of let it go which is just an exact replica of the movie scene and nothing is uh, yeah so king Three is usually what i think of as <laughs> wow okay
2: so you the guys all like carpet boss fight still makes me laugh so much <laughs> we <see> behind you <laughs> oh my god
0: man yeah i don't know i don't know i'm sure there's something I, i'm blanking right now if i think of one during the show i'll yell it out but
2: wait really you can't think of one dude you you can borrow some of mine oh my god
0: (laughs) oh i'm sure i have a lot i'm just going blank i got oh 12
1: minutes obviously but that doesn't really make me feel dead as much as passionately angry that it got made uh so maybe that doesn't work
3: like to feel dead like like anthem it's like the perfect for me anyway because you get super hyped up for a game and then you play it and then you're like uh and that's, that's the dead feeling I get. Like when I get super excited about a game and it comes out and it just, it just lands poorly or it's just flat. The hype there's doesn't, nothing yeah. doesn't match. Right. Yeah. Just inside, just stuff starts. Well, I will impressive. tell you, I
1: remember, I remember finishing God of War 2018 and coming to bed and, and saying to my wife, I said, I wonder if there's something wrong with me. Because everybody is talking about this thing. And I'm like, I think that was pretty much a waste of time.
0: Um and well there's our clip. There's our clip for the week. I talked bye it bye through it. with her uh a little bit. It, and though. it's yeah. it, you know,
3: 3625. <laughs> Just you put a timestamp on there for you.
1: Honesty is the best policy. Okay. Uh, so I had this conversation, <laughs> we talked it through, and I still think it's a 30-hour red herring quest to nowhere. But I'm hopeful for the sequel because I think there's fun gameplay, and obviously a ton of really talented artists that make it. Um but, yeah, I think that might be a good example because I, I actually finish it and said like not as I usually do. Well, the world is wrong, uh, but huh? Everybody seems to really like that one, and it was very inert. Like I, you get to the credits, and I'm like nothing.
2: You know, and, if "God so, of War" is your example, Hogue. I don't think you've, I don't think you've put yourself through the pain that you need. To well, get. have you ever gotten to the credits and like felt like you were going to cry uh, tears of relief? No. No, but I mean,
1: to me, I'm using Dan's definition of dead inside right there, which is super excited. People are telling you it's great and you didn't feel anything.
2: Got it. Yeah, that that makes sense.
1: That's what I'm evaluating right now, but not like pain isn't dead. You... Make me feel alive again, Snake. You feel pain, you feel sadness, you feel relief. <laughs> that's not dead inside. That's living, no, no. Travis. Uh, that, I'll, that, I'll...
2: that the relief because you can now feel again. Oh, okay. Roll. Yeah. You. Numb you you felt dead inside for thirty hours, and now you're remembering <laughs> what it's like to live. It's great.
0: Yeah. All right, I'll I'll join this train with you, Hogue. So we can go down on this ship together. I'll say Breath of the Wild.
1: Yeah, of course. Like that is your. That is of course that's your mine. game. I mean, yeah, that's, that's mine. Which is the the world is telling you it's great. It's got all these huge reviews, and like you either get to the end or you get to a, a midway point, and you're like, I yeah. am concerned <laughs> that my wiring is faulty. Uh, because like <laughs> I got no feels of any kind, right? The By the time they're doing the way. big trick reveals at the end of God of War, <laughs> I'm like, whatever.
0: Yeah, I, I three, three playthroughs forced myself to play the entire game, and as you accurately described, the credits roll, and you're just like. The hell are people talking about here yep. what are we doing oh, travis
3: great. down here talk this
0: well gecko oh, that was a good question my friend yeah, no, that's a great
2: question we re- hey. read his follow-up there's a follow-up uh chat that i feel like i must address now so that we don't okay. we fall back into this um uh, it was a, this other from, super chat from okay. gecko no the other super chat
0: oh well yeah i was getting there i'm sorry I got you. Oh, yep. Sorry,
2: it's a related question.
0: Yep, got it. Don Lionheart in the house. Yeah,
3: Travis
2: has already made uh, a
3: ready-made list of games that made him feel dead inside, but needed eighteen months to think of his favorite open-world game. Oh, don't, also, don't bring that back months. up, Don. Don't bring that back <laughs> up. Please. He brought up on the
0: podcast. Dang it.
2: <laughs> okay, okay. let me address this. Works. Let me I'm trying this only
0: because the comment is so large on our screen. Thank you. I well, yeah.
1: And, <laughs> oh. you know, if you were to ask him what his, the game is that made him feel the most dead inside, I think you'd get another locked up computer.
2: Exactly. So that's my point is that this one was easy for me to answer because it was a reasonable question. It was, give me a list of games that you didn't like. And if you said, give me a list of your favorite open world games, it would be fine. But if you asked me to choose my least favorite game or my most favorite game in any broad category without sufficient filters, then your, your, uh, your data query will get stalled because of vagueness and, uh, and he'll crash My, he'll just crash I crash i will need a reboot okay so that's why i was able to answer this question very easily travis runs uh, on
0: windows vista this is yeah, the problem i do
2: i do run on Windows it's, vista. it's just
1: either end you can't ask him to give like the, the the quantitative distinctions or the superlatives you can ask for everything in a
2: category he's good but if you ask exactly. him to like rank them, you're done. Yeah, that's that's yeah, I've, I've got limits to my software and yeah. my brain. So, <laughs> Don, you thank be- you so
0: much, man. Appreciate that. Appreciate you yeah. catching up and, ch- and tuning in with us. Thanks, man. Um, Dan, before I get to this last super chat, um, yeah. anything you playing, you gonna go back to mm-hmm. Anthem?
3: No, no, no. Oh i'm not, i'm playing the same thing i always play hitman 3
0: oh, okay. actually you know
3: what I, I actually started another playthrough of cyberpunk on playstation so nice you yeah, got it for 10 bucks I thought he was gonna I say actually Horizon do really that game that. Game no no i i got i'm i'm literally waiting for the dlc on that one it's it's i i feel like Getting DLC? it's a matter of a month DLC or two for away what? for, for, Horizon. for west
0: for ben oh. west yeah
3: yeah, yeah 400 hours wasn't
0: enough Gotta go that back in. Tough. I thought that he was, was gonna
1: say, "I turned the horizon back on." I really did. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. I, uh, I, I've
3: i been playing Hitman basically nonstop. So, man, didn't take much.
0: I, I think I said it last week. I want to love anything in life as much as you love Hitman. I, Listen, I I, like I is. said, I,
3: I just discovered speedrunners. All right, <laughs> the, the, it's it's insane what these people do. <laughs> I have like, seen speedrunners. Discovered- no, no, no. Hitman 3 specifically, right? Weren't you the like one saying he throws runners. a
1: wrench up into the air and, like, shoots it and hits a dove and jumps on a balloon or whatever? He throws,
3: like, a, like a, like a rubber <laughs> duck bomb right down, and then he'll throw, like, a breech charge right behind it. Hit the breech charge. The rubber duck will fly across the map, land on top of a building, right on top of, like, a chandelier where the target is standing under. Blow that bomb off. The chandelier drops on top of this person. Then he uses a blueberry muffin to jump up on, like, a alleged that he can't reach <laughs> just like, and then 36 seconds later the game's, you know, the, the level's over I'm like, what is happening? What just happened? I had to watch it like three or four times it's insane. When you
0: said Blueberry muffin, Travis's face muffin. like Anyone I want? was
2: not expecting that word to come out. Then he uses it. Yeah, he's got like all these bombs. And I'm like, okay, that tracks. He's like, then he gets a blueberry muffin. I'm like, whoa, I was not expecting that. that was, uh, oh, that
3: was man. Like, I'm never going to do that. Like be, 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 be the necessary skills... And the precision needed for some of that stuff is ridiculous. And it, it's just, no, no, it's never going to happen. It's fun to watch for about 10 seconds. Then you're like, this is ri- ridiculous. Ridiculous. I can't do this. Oh, but, boy. Uh, yeah. People are, not-
1: I should download Hitman. Thanks,
3: Dan. You should. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you haven't played it,
2: Hogue? Yeah, oh, sorry.
1: yeah. I've played it. I, 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 but I don't, I don't play it like a, a Hitman player is supposed to play it. Like I play through <laughs> each of the missions once and then I, uh, I, that's how I, I do it. I beat it. That's what
2: I did. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah. why? If you're going to download that, I suggest uh, downloading Anthem as well. Um, okay. I, I have I a limited amount of space on
1: my Xbox. Uh, but,
2: stick uh, with Xenoblade, hug. I'm going to go ahead and make Well, that's
1: that the right. thing, right? I say I'm going to download it. It's like, no, I know how my brain works. If I turn on anything else, we're Xenoblading this until we get done. We'll see. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hmm. all right i'm say i was saving this uh last super chat from Tao um for a reason so i will explain but let's go ahead and read the super chat first if i can get to it thank you yeah
3: thank you again Tao, for the ten dollar super chat sup chat sup bitcasters ains sup. Uh, i hope 343 has as much faith and good <laughs> energy as you have in them because i don't have that faith in them uh have a good day and happy gaming
1: yes. that was a collective cool. them that we need to hope that they have a lot more than I do, um, yeah. but for, but for the rest of the panel, perhaps. Yeah,
0: yeah, no thanks. That super chat. Uh, so I'll I'll lead into this conversation. So I, I think it goes without saying, I talk about Halo too much, so I'm not going to today. Um, he says, smart, Halo, Halo say Halo your shirt? Shirt? Yeah, um, well, I wore that for a reason. Uh, and <laughs> most things, the, I
2: said the same thing at the same time. It was so funny.
0: <laughs> um, if you're not aware, uh, they've been testing Forge for some time. I know I've talked about that. But basically, they're allowing the people testing Forge to share their creations. They're streaming. They're making cool. YouTube videos. They're, you know, they're basically letting the community, because Forge is a community tool, drive the conversation around. And it's amazing if you haven't seen some of the stuff they're making. They've made the Upside Down. They've made an entire city. Uh, it's basically not so much Forge as you remember it in Halo, where it's like a level creator. It's more of a game creation suite at this point uh okay. so it's a very different scope of thing than the uh the old forge was <clears throat> anyway one my on the spot question if you see in our notes guys i put on the spot discussion and i wanted to ask you guys this because i was thinking about it in this uh as i was getting hailed uh with all kinds of negativity yesterday on twitter uh about halo is one of the things that always comes up when you talk about halo is the expectation that the next iteration of it right that the next game in the series the mainline game has all of the features and all of the kind of tools and everything that the prior game launched with and so for instance i'll give you an example so someone was talking to me yesterday about it should have launched with forge and i said well okay uh you know halo 5 launched without forge but let's say you know the others did launch with forge this is a different forge it's brand new different tool right it's much more extensive uh, so what's the expectation there, right? Like Halo 5 didn't launch with big team battle, for instance. People may forget that, of course. Um, but that had been in every Halo prior to Halo 5 at launch. So <clears throat> not specific to Halo, but in general, I was thinking through this and I'm like, is it is it a fair expectation that sequels, follow-ups, what have you, if you think about any games, you can talk about Horizon Forbidden West, you can talk about Witcher 3, you can talk about any any sequel out there series that you want to think of, but is it a fair expectation, especially as you start to enter the live service arena, that the next game has everything and more that the prior game had? And as I thought about this more, Destiny 2 is probably another good example when they did that kind of restart, Travis, for your, for your benefit. But as I was thinking about this more and more, I was like, I, I don't think it is. I, I, don't, I don't understand the concept of the prior game had this, so the new game has to have that and more. Does that make sense?
2: yeah i I think i I think I would lean on the opposite side, which is that I think it is fair for fans to demand everything from developers and then th- to therefore be maybe reasonably disappointed when it's not all there and not be uh, irate about it. but i I think it's totally fine and probably even beneficial to developers if fans expect more from their games and expect that they will contain all of the stuff that they want, their hopes and dreams. Not only would I say that it's fair to, uh, to demand that a game has everything that the last game had and more, I think it's for fine for you to demand that the game has things that the last game did not have because you're playing other games. There's stuff from other games that you like and that you would like to see in your game. People want a battle Royale in uh halo infinite. I don't, think that it's that necessary but a lot of people want it and that's totally fine on them to do it so i would just say that uh i think it's totally reasonable for fans to be like why isn't there co-op why isn't there forge blah 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 Um, yeah i'm not talking
0: about halo specifically
2: yeah i also think it's totally fine for developers to just ignore them and not put those things in the game if that's what their creative vision is it's just that like that's the constant push and pull right fans versus developers and developers have to choose What battles are willing? They're willing to fight, and which ones they're going to to commit to to give the players what they want. And uh, it's a very interesting discussion. But I think to your question, is it reasonable? Totally, I think fans—they're fans. They buy the games. I think they have a blank check to complain as much as they want and expect the world from their developers. And developers, uh, you know, their goal is to get as close as they can without killing themselves trying to make the game. So. Um, I think that's the relationship you sign up for when you become a developer.
1: Well, they have to make the value sale, right? Like, I mean, that's, that's what you're talking about, Travis. It's like, okay, you don't have forge, you don't have whatever else co-op. Can you make the value proposition sale? And I know that this panel thinks that infinite does, right? I mean, so if they make that case, they make that case, Mm -hmm. but that's, that's the fight that we get into, right? I mean, what, what is everybody talking about with respect to the last of us part one right now? which is they, they remastered a game and they're selling it for 70 bucks. And there's a lot of consternation about whether or not that's a, that they have made the sale, right? And 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 that gets confused with what is $70 worth and all this stuff. And it's like, I'm not willing to tell you that it could never be $70. I'm, I'm willing to say that right now I don't see it. And that's me personally. And Bob might see it and Mary might see it. And that's fine. That's what they're selling into the market. Um, but that's that's what we're talking about when we talk about functionality. I also think, Gaines, you stole a rhetorical base there. Uh, which is to say that when you compare uh, Halo 5 in particular, run by 343, coming down off of an uh, a, a expectation from either prior to them or rolling in forward from before Halo 5, that you can't use their diving off and not giving you what you wanted in the last one and say, well, look, they already showed that they're not going to give you what they wanted. So now we've reset the baseline. I think you can still continue to say, they're not doing what I want you to do. You're not Bungie and and you need to do better at all of this. I I think infinite has clearly come in as kind of a piecemeal, uh, continued to work on thing for a year now, probably a year plus. And while it might not seem like that's a big deal, I do think it has slowed down. What should have been the launching point with everything you wanted and then expansion from there. Um, And Travis will tell you live service games are hard. I'm totally with it. That's totally fine. But I also, as I've said in my space, as I've said in here, I'm a consumer, not a developer. I do not care. This is not my problem. And so I can identify that it didn't have everything that I wanted to have in it. And it has clearly spent this team's time making the things it should have had at launch instead of giving me a campaign expansion instead of giving me the season stuff that I want. And yes, they seem to be smoothing that out over a long period of time, but I could still complain about the year.
3: Yeah, man. I mean, I kind of agree with both of you guys. Uh, it, it's the, the way I kind of look at it uh, kind of bigger picture. The problem I, I see happening is that we, as, as consumers, you know, we're starting to, our, our expectations are starting to get kind of drop based on how these games are releasing. And Horizon is a good example of it, too. Six months later, that game is probably what it should have been at launch with all the, you know, bells and whistles. you Lists got one or, hell of a glow up
1: on the yeah, 60 grand. My God. It's a huge <laughs>
3: difference in six months. And, you know, had you waited that six months, you might have had a better success because you released right next to El- Elden Ring. If you had released it, say, in June or something, or July, you might have been better off. Um, But I, I, think, I think the biggest problem is that as this continues to happen, as these live game or uh, ser- games as a service continue to release, in you know, I don't want to say unfinished because they're not unfinished, but just maybe you know, not all the way incomplete. Yeah, incomplete. It wouldn't say incomplete? You know, and 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 you know, then, then other developers will see that and go, hey, we can do that too, and then we can do that too, and it's kind of it kind of that's basically first, yes. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely not. You know, but I think. You know, a lot of, you know, it it just kind of sets a standard that I think developers can, and I'm I'm not, I'm trying to take away anything from how much hard work they do. It's, it's amazing. And it is hard, you know, I'm sure it is, but, you know, they can get away with a little bit more stuff, uh, you know, because other people have, right. They see the trends and, you know, that's where it's kind of trending. Like we'll fix this and add this a year down the line, you know, we'll add this six months later, you know, and. I guess it is what it is, you know, and if we continue to accept it and pay for it, then that's just on us. That's right. really well, not anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. That's, how, that's how it works, you know, and, and then eventually you get
1: it, you know, sometimes unless you're amping and then <laughs> you never well, get that, it. Well, that's the corollary that I also try to tell people with, with it's not my problem, which is also the market might not just agree with you. Right? right the market is to, is what they're selling into to go make money, and the market might say, "You know what we don't actually care about whether Forge or co-op launched or in any other game what state it was in. We don't really care that heads spun around or whatever because the underlying game was fun, and if you care, that's fine, but understand that you're a vote in the marketplace of money on this stuff uh, and people might not care uh, and that's that's hard for people to grapple with, I think, which is. Uh, these businesses are trying to analyze what is going to get them the most money. Uh, and it might not be you or your vote or your consideration.
0: Yeah. Um, so I was, a, <laughs> so good thoughts. And I, I kind of agree with the sentiment. Um, and like I said, it wasn't meant to be, I was using halo as a stepping stone here because of the comments, but I wasn't primarily about halo. I was trying to think of other examples, uh, good examples. And, and I'm gonna forget. I, I just go to Destiny because I know Destiny Two launched and it had a lot of. It was missing a lot of things that Destiny One had grown into. Obviously, I don't know the details. Kind of how well Bungie true. rules. Yeah. Well. Yeah, yeah and that's you an did. even better example, right? Because yeah, all like take know, it away. Yeah. Uh, well. I could I could rant for a long time about the misconceptions and the nostalgia goggles that people have for Bungie and Halo uh, that are so incorrect. It is laughable at best uh but i won't rant about that um but i i was just more of a general sentiment again i don't i think we're entering an age like if it's a um i guess my opinion would be and i agree with you guys that the consumer can set any expectation they want right i mean that's obvious um and they're the ones at the end of the day who decide if the game is hitting the mark that they expected only they can do that um and if it's worth the value proposition as you said Hogue. um I think the one caveat I would add um, that we should kind of all be aware of is that we are in a different age of games now where games do not release on a gold copy of a disc and are complete, complete, I use that very, very broad quotes there, complete and never updated at launch. Uh, We're at a place where expansions and additions and free-to-play and all these different models and types of game development occur now where game development is forever ongoing. Um, and that is true, not of just games like live service games, right? Like we're talking about here, but that can be applied to even what we call single player games nowadays. Um, Horizons,
3: and, it's exactly, I mean, we got new game plus, variable refresh rate support, 1440p support. You know, it, I mean, they, they did an upgrade on the the graphics and performance mode. I mean, they, they added a ton of stuff and a single-player game. There's no live service, you know, to it. So
0: yeah, and they mm-hmm. and they change the way Aloy interacts, which we've laughed about many times. Yeah. but I mean, I mean, those are little things. Um, but I mean, I, I would just say that um, the way game environment uh, and development happens today, they are they are different, right, than they used to be. And I think there's it's fine to have all the expectations of the world. And this isn't about Halo. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about in general. Um, but I think there also has to be some kind of understanding and context to the discussion, and I think we lose that sometimes—not us here, uh, but the general community loses that sometimes. I think the expectation is, well, this game was delivered 15 years ago, complete. Why is it not delivered complete now? And it's like that's not how—that's not how any of this works. Um, that's just not how it works. Why would why is it
1: incumbent why, why, why to... upon us to accept? That's not how it works as an answer.
0: I'm not saying for you to accept it. I said it's fine if you don't accept it. I'm saying that it's just a mere fact that the way games are developed now is that they are far more vast, far more complex, uh, and far more uh, kind of not just labor intensive to create. Right. But again, they're setting foundations for long term development. It's not a here's the game complete. We may do an expansion a year from now, or we'll add. In a case of like a multiplayer game, we'll do a map pack, right? Where you nothing changes in the game, you just throw three extra maps in the game. That's not how things work anymore. Um, you don't have bat, you know you battle passes and seasons and all these things that happen today. So I think that the fact that games are ongoing uh, developments changes that model a bit. I'm not saying you have to accept it or like it. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying that context matters.
1: But you bring in single player games, right? And, I, you know, Xenoblade's got a season pass as an example, Uh, but it's clearly of the expansion pack variety. And I don't anticipate that Xenoblade will be functionally altered in basically any way uh, from what it just released as. And I think that there's a certain amount of I, I think there's a certain amount of foundation of concreteness that you feel often with a Nintendo game that's like, well, hell or high water, this is this is it. Um, and I, I, to me, that feels nice, right? Xenoblade is Xenoblade. And while I would like to see it dissolve into fewer pixels, sometimes when there's seven people and two dinosaurs on screen, you know, that is, that is what it is. Right. And so I, I, I don't know that we have to accept it. On the other hand, you know, for something like horizon, it's like, they're they're Like I said, that, that, that glow up was significant. Like, I don't know if they had the wrong toggles or they hadn't figured out the magic. Or whatever, but it got a massive improvement on 60 frames per second graphics when mm-hmm. they did that. When they did that patch, and so you, hey, don't, don't not patch if you can do that kind of thing. But also, um, I think it is fair to say people that are going to give you, especially 70 bucks uh, on the Sony side of things, deserve to have something that is fundamentally a done thing. Like they have given you the 70 dollars. And now you should exchange the product as as finished with them. I think that all changes for things with battle passes and PvP and 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 you know everything multiplayer, sure. but like the horizons and the Xenoblades, I, I I think we can expect it to be foundationally
0: done. I agree. Agree. Yeah. Um, so let I me scared. as you were as you were saying about Nintendo, um, and this I realize this is a weird line, Hogue. I don't mean this as a, to to counter you, but Xenoblade's I mean, not Nintendo it's not a Nintendo game. Right, it's on the Switch. Yeah, it is. It's uh, a Nintendo game. It's owned it's, by it's, Nintendo. It's developed they by, by Nintendo? Yes. yes. They're, oh, yeah, I'm they're sorry. Nintendo I thought, thought it was developed by a third party. My fault. Monolith is Nintendo's company.
2: I yeah, yeah, apologize. They, they, got, bought, they got bought like seven years ago.
0: Okay. Uh, I was going to point to uh Mario Strikers as an example. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's a... I don't know if they're 60 this or 70 This is a bad way to it. do
1: it. But yes, no, I'm going to accept this counter, but yeah. Yeah,
0: sure. So, um, you know, <laughs> but I, I think that's an example and I'm not countering per se, but uh, just an example. I was trying to think of one on the Switch. No, Strikers not. is great. Also Switch. Oh, you uh, think, how about
2: this one? How about Mario Kart? Course. Mario Kart is a game. Mario Kart 8 is a game that came out and felt like a complete Mario Kart game and they've still continued to develop for it as they went going so far as releasing new content last week. So I think that's a great example when it comes to Nintendo. And, To your point, Ains, I think... After they re-released
0: it at full price on the Switch, by the way. Of
2: course. Yeah, yeah, of course. But that's just because nobody played the Wii U. Um, They've
0: been doing that for Wii U games the whole generation.
2: Yeah, whole generation. So um, I I think... you can do both like you can release a game that feels complete and then continue to develop it i think that those are the best live service games those are the best continuing games i think the fan expectation that they get something that feels like a full game when it gets there and then pin all their hopes and dreams of what should be in there and their their opinions on what should be in there is totally fine it's up to developers to uh you know try to reset those expectations as they communicate with players and say here's what we have time for here's what we don't i think some companies are are good at doing that some are not and it's also totally within the fans' purview to not accept what the developers tell them and say well you're telling me that there's not going to be this thing at launch but i think that's stupid and that's totally uh up to them as well so i just think uh this is one of those things that the free market kind of already accounts for, right? Expectation versus hype versus disappointment and all that stuff, I think uh, is going to happen no matter what. Um, There are some more mature fans who maybe will have a middle ground where they, they realize that not all of their hopes and dreams are going to be there on day one. And then there's some people who, uh, who are probably uh, unreasonable on the other way, where maybe they are are, uh, a little too understanding to developers and they're, crunch problems and willing to accept a game that is maybe uh, lower in expectations than they ought to accept.
1: But so, Travis, you couldn't be more right, yep. right? Like what we've got when Whoa. Last of Us Part 1 uh, releases is effectively election day, right? You've got all this complaining. You've got all this noise. You've got all these things. Sony thinks they'll be fine. The, the polls are unclear uh, and they're going to go and they're going to have an election and, and they will get returns on whether or not that made sense or not um and that'll be what the market decides and it might not be what the people with the mouths and the opinions think it should decide uh but that's not what sony usually isn't well i mean i i think sometimes they're right i mean like you sometimes have instances where it's like oh no we all saw that um and sometimes it's like no sony's like well uh we got an hbo show we'll release a trailer uh it's a game uh it's it's obviously a, a 10 for a lot of people uh, we're going to put this out. We're going to put some marketing muscle behind it. We're going to get some $70 from people. And other people say, this is ridiculous. This is the third re-release in nine years. What the hell are we doing here, people? And we'll see how it goes. But that—that that is the market. The market will solve that. And Sony will know better next time. Or they will say, ha-ha. And then the people with the voices will be sad because Sony <laughs> will do it again and again and again.
0: So we'll yeah. see. Yeah, this is true. This is true. So good discussion. I, um I, I just wanted to bring that up because, you know, you guys know I'm in the middle of uh, the halo conversation pretty much day after day. And so uh, it's been a very active discussion. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. I, uh, I, I think, uh, sorry, I was reading the comment. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I think that it's a good discussion around uh, just expectations in general and consumer expectations. And like I said, I think you guys are right that it's, it's completely up to the specific consumer what your expectation is for a game, and you can have any expectation you want. If you expect the world, by all means, expect the Get world. Get ready for people. disappointment. Get ready for and, disappointment. Well, but, I mean, said
1: it right too, which is like that's yeah. PR. That is community management, like that hundred percent. And that's the same as I'm going to use the election comparison as well, which is like you don't d- just take the electorate as you find them. You tell them what they should care about. You help them come to an understanding of what you're planning to offer. Uh, on these kinds of things. And yeah, there are some companies that are good at it. People complain about Nintendo all the time. Nintendo mostly has its fan base eating out of its hand no matter what it sells and however incomplete it feels, right? Strikers, which is a good game, feels like an empty shell in which game contents can be poured. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and like, that's what they sold out to the market. And you really didn't see like a huge, uh, enormous fight back against that. If Activision releases that game in that in that shell form, all hell comes out online, um, and that's management. Right? <laughs> that's PR.
2: <laughs> it's also Man. trust. Yeah, which it I is trust. Is part of that. But, but you've,
1: you've earned that.
2: Yeah, Nintendo's earned trust, and fans know that even if it's light on content, that the core is going to be super. And enjoyable. you'll get taken
1: care of. But I have to admit, Ames made a great point, which is that I do hate this Nintendo kind of. We release three quarters or four fifths of a game, and then say. More will come in the summer, right? Like Mario, uh, uh, not Mario. Nintendo Switch Sports, which I love. It's just like we're gonna have more sports. They're they're gonna come sometime, uh, and we're not gonna charge you for them. It's like, well, that's nice. Except, like, clearly, clearly, there should be like two more sports here in this game. <laughs> uh, and so, like, that's 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 how Nintendo rolls, and that's okay. That's okay. But yeah, they sold it at uh, forty bucks. It was compl- It felt like you had enough to do when it came
0: that works there you go Uh, a couple more super chats to get to and then we will move on to uh our main topic here uh i'll take this one dan only because it's pretty much directed at me so Tao follows up ten dollars super chat my main issue is multiplayer casual slash rank mmr issue so mmr issue if you're not aware mmr is the hidden uh skill rating that is used in a lot of competitive games uh and Mm co-op if i play online it's going to be sweaty this is true with that in mind, I'd rather just jump into a fighting game and get thrashed as much. So uh, I think those are fair complaints, Tal. The only thing I would say back to that, which you may not realize, and if you do, fine, uh, Halo has been that way since day one. Uh, Halo has always had a hidden MMR rating since Halo 2. Uh, it has always been, both in social and ranked, a competitive skill matchmaking-based game because they use Microsoft True Skill, which was upgraded to TrueSkill 2.0. Uh, it has always been that way i i think one of the things that i point out to people is that um just along this halo conversation is that in 2004 2005 2007 when halo 3 released uh you didn't have the environment in the gaming industry you have today halo was it halo was the online console fps shooter uh in 2004 that's what you played uh there was unreal championship You know, if you're on the PC side, there was Quake. There's these other things. But when you're talking about console space, it was Halo, period. Um, That's not that's not how it is today. So I think that um, I think that these types of things, these types of conversations are driven by the fact that people have expectations from a different time. Um, So anyway, I I I could add on
2: to the MMR thing, uh, please, just because I play Destiny, a game that that has no skill based (laughs) matchmaking at all. Um, you don't know how lucky you are. I, <laughs> MMR, MMR makes matches feel at least reasonable. And uh, if you don't have that, it's the Wild West and it's the worst possible experience. So just be glad you have MMR is my go play a destiny match go see the other side go see what happens when there's no skill-based matchmaking and casual and you fall off of multiplayer immediately because every single match is either you destroying the opponent or you getting destroyed by the opponent and there's no middle ground ever. Call, so, duty, ma- call duty no match is matches the same way. still balanced that's yeah, terrible way. it's a, a, a crap experience, and crapshoot. you fall off of the it, it also hurts your own player base because people have more often than not, very unenjoyable experiences. And then the player population shrinks as people go. I don't really like just getting destroyed by people that I should. I have no business being in the same lobby as. Uh, so, yeah, I I really, we're begging for skill based matchmaking on the Destiny community right now. I don't get what st- the
1: issue is. All I want them to do is have it be a fun time for me every time um, and match <laughs> me with people that give me a, a, a monicum of uh, advantage. Uh, and then I just I I win most of the time and I have a great time doing it. I don't get yeah. it. Yeah,
0: I don't get why you a, want skill based motor- matchmaking where it's minus a hundred MMR. Yeah, for I every want team yeah, I, yeah. I want
1: I want me. Yeah, specifically yeah. like that I don't, match to get... check out for everybody at the same time simultaneously. <laughs> I get that. Why but is no, it I want me middle... to have just yeah. you know fifty one percent chance to win? Yeah. Yeah. Why <laughs> is it that
2: in a mode where fifty percent of the team has to lose that it doesn't feel good for me one hundred percent of the time? i get <laughs> it. Exactly. Yeah
0: that I'm is phrased extremely it. well and you would be well no you wouldn't be shocked Travis you understand but you, i have that conversation on nearly a daily basis about that exact topic and it's like when you when you have a team based mmr calculation <laughs> uh you're going to have that uh, you know there's going to be the the whole goal is to make the match close right even these yeah. teams but should be you're sweaty. still going to lose 50% of the time like that's
3: does anybody know like how that that's figured like, like because There's, my I used to have a friend that was really big into Halo, and he would make accounts over and over and over again, and just smart new accounts. accounts. Yep. Yeah, basically, yeah. and just jump in and just annihilate people yeah. early on, and especially. That- is that in is the that... Halo
2: Two days? There was a thing called de-leveling where people would just join no. the lobby. No, and get Halo Two killed. was
0: perfect, Travis. You didn't. You You, didn't, you weren't <laughs> People
2: there. people would get themselves killed for hours and hours and hours to arbitrarily lower their ranking yep. to get them in really? a bracket that was lower yep. than them.
0: Very true. And they would
2: just jump into matches and in suicide, and they would do that for like six hours just to yep. just to get their uh, manipulate their bracket. So there's lots of ways to do it. I've heard from Bungie devs that there's a like wow. pseudo skill based thing that's based on time played has nothing to do with uh, the amount of matches you win or, or your K- KDA. There's uh, some systems that do it based off of like your ELO or your, your KDA and how well you perform against people that are better than you or worse. And then it tries to like put you into a group. There's a tons of philosophies about this. I actually love talking about how people do skill-based, but the worst way you could do it is to have no MMR and then do what is called a snake draft, which is where the top yeah. player goes on one team and then you go and you get player two and three and you put them on one team and then four and five and put them on. Yeah. Like a, uh, like a fantasy football
0: draft type thing. Yeah, exactly.
2: It's it's like doing dodgeball picks or whatever. But the problem with that method is if the lobby itself has no matchmaking, then the Delta between player one and player four is so wide that the draft (laughs) makes no sense because then it means that player one has to carry for what player two and three would be doing. And then by the time it gets to player four and five being on that guy's team again, they're the team's already going to lose. Right. And then player one feels like they're constantly carrying player four (laughs) and five feel like they have absolutely no chance of helping out in the team. And the people who are on the bottom half of the snake draft feel like they have absolutely no way to impact the match for better or for worse. Because they're so far from behind that they're sort of just watching other people play multiplayer, and they're kind of just in their their background. they're like wallpaper in the match. Yeah. It's crazy, man. It's a crazy well, uh yeah.
0: yeah and and Travis is highlighting uh rightfully so some of the nuance that goes into the conversation around skill based matchmaking, but the the point is right, if there was a perfect system where everyone could be happy playing every multiplayer match, oh. every game would have it, right. it's it's, it's literally there's no golden there's no golden arrow here uh yeah there is is actually it's it's
2: called it's called a a bot mode that works real well you know and if if you want to win every match go play halo infinite bot mode you will win go
0: play against the bot but or
3: or or play 400 hours of Horizon forbidden west and you don't have to worry (laughs)
1: about any of it so
3: yeah i'll go back to
0: xenoblade (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right, right but yeah, the funny right. thing is uh player player in the chat points out uh and i wanted to joke when while we're on this topic one of the halo pro players uh halo 2 if you didn't see this week the halo 2 lasso challenge was actually beaten uh which no one thought could ever be done if you don't know what that is it means halo 2 on legendary with all skulls on it's uh, without dying a a streamer offered $20,000 to anyone who could actually do it because it's never been done in 18 years uh, and a guy did it this week which uh, even uh, like Bungie and 343 didn't think could be done it's that hard so anyway Halo 2 was trending and I saw a pro Halo player comment that you had to be around to understand how big Halo 2 was which is true but he actually commented in his tweet about there being um, the glitches the lag switching, the uh, the rocket jumps, like all the stuff that you could bounce around the map on by by messing with the physics, how fun it was, and I just I took a step back and I laughed because I was like, I agree with you, but if 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 Halo Infinite had those problems today, they would be blasted like across all social media for having those types of problems. Lag switching. Yeah, life wow. switching. And I, yeah, I, and, heard and heard I said, yeah, this earned. goes back to the nostalgia goggles. Oof. People remember all these fond things, they forget all the moment to moment issues that those games had. Um, and it's just, it's, it's very funny to just kind of read these things today um, that we thought were fun or acceptable 15 mm-hmm. years hilarious. ago that are no longer acceptable. So, yeah. anyway, that, that was a far longer conversation on that topic than I anticipated. Uh, but good chat, guys. Good chat. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, A lot of comments on this, too. Um, All right. Let's jump over to a couple different topics. Uh, I wanted to mention about just a a few updates on kind of holiday season, um, because like I said, news is pretty light this week. Um, But we've got three kind of big uh, games that should be launching right near the end of the year, which are Callisto Protocol, uh, Hogwarts Legacy. We actually saw more of this week, which I'll touch on. And uh, Pokemon Violet and Scarlet, which uh, I have some info on here. Travis, I hope you can help me a little bit. So yeah. we'll we'll start with... Uh, oh, I, what? Sorry, sorry. We'll start with Callisto Protocol. Oh. <laughs> we'll start with Callisto Protocol. So uh, I was reading about this game this week, and I, I found uh, one thing which was really funny. But um, just a reminder that this comes out on December 2nd. So right in the tail end of the year. Uh, takes place in 2320 on a moon on Jupiter. You have to escape this prison. Uh, they're not talking too much about the story just yet because uh, Glenn Schofield said that the mystery behind the prison and what's happening is part of the story. So they're not showing too much about that specifically. Um, <laughs> did find a funny quote that this is this is no longer part of the PUBG universe. Which I I guess I had forgotten that it was originally announced as part of the PUBG universe and Whoa. that in the company that publishes PUBG, is actually publishing uh Callisto Protocol. Um, so Glenn Schofield came out and clarified that this is no longer there's no longer any lore ties between PUBG and uh, Callisto Protocol. Good to um, know.
2: <laughs> rip PUBG, g i guess that's pretty bad when you don't even want your your new ip to be associated with an ip that sold like a billion ga- copies of the game or whatever but yeah it's
0: crazy. yeah and that uh josh Duhamel is the uh the main the main voice actor here who's in- <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't expect that response Hoke. Uh,
1: he's the he's the main he's the lead at callisto protocol
0: he is yes
1: okay. cool why why was that so funny? Um handsome man. He's a handsome man. My mom told man. me to never say anything if I can't say something nice, right? Hey, hey, hey. So, uh he, 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 he is, is he
2: was 1847
1: in the hitman movie.
2: He, what? is,
3: What's he,
4: he is a uh he
1: is a he is a working Hollywood actor. <laughs> uh no, I, I don't think he's very gifted.
3: Huh. I always get him mixed up with Chris Pine.
1: Okay. Chris Pine is very me. gifted. That's how you tell the difference. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you ever watch that? You ever watch an old TV mm. show called uh, Las Vegas? Uh, jo- uh, James I Kong? do.
0: I remember the show. Yes, I do. All right. Josh Duhamel was ostensibly
1: like the male, handsome, love interest lead. Uh, and he was outacted by, I think, everyone in the show, including like the guest Kids that they would have on for humorous episodes oh. but look great i'm sure he's wonderful
2: <laughs> I mean, it he sounds voice. like he's good for a horror game Hogue. i i don't know that it's a i don't
1: think it's the toughest task to go and you know walk through the the, the butcher shop in the prison on the the alien planet or whatever so i mean i think he'll be fine also, um,
2: Mrs. Hogue loves Las Vegas the show. So she
0: said, "I love the I love that show." So don't ruin this, Hogue.
2: There you go, Hogue. You <laughs> not you Hogue Las Vegas right. on the <laughs> show.
4: Damn it, Mrs. Hogue yeah. calls
1: you Hogue. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I I would be surprised if she loved Las Vegas the show for the presence of Mr. Transformer <laughs> himself, Josh Duhamel. Uh, but um, yeah. Yeah, if you guys I can't think- put a, a face to that particular <laughs> name, he was the military lead in the Transformer movies. Um, but, oh boy! Yeah, was he in the was he in the new Star Wars show? No, mm-hmm. who was that guy? No, no, no. You're thinking of um, Mr. Justified uh what's uh who's, who's, no, who,
3: who's that's the guy i get mixed up with not Chris yeah I get him
1: right he's talented again see the issue you right. have is you keep naming talented actors uh <laughs> i don't blame you for josh Duhamel is essentially a swimsuit or like calvin klein model that happens to be in front of cameras on occasion um but i, I feel him. strongly about so, uh, various actors I swear to God, this guy was in. You
2: know, this is a this is a category I feel like I could learn more about because I never think about which actor Timothy is doing Lewis. what. what I, I was... I'm completely like disassociated from from like real life people. That's it. In game, uh, yeah, you know, I love movies, right? I love TV shows.
1: I don't have any issue. I'm sure he's a lovely person, uh, but he is he's very wooden actor. Um, and he doesn't bring a lot of character to the part. I used to feel the same way about, uh, like, Josh Hartnett, who had, like, six moments in the sun, and he was always terrible. Um, Or Sam Worthington, (laughs) who has, like, the charisma of a box of rocks. Um, You know, you, you occasionally have these kinds of actors out there, uh, he's in so the new just, Avatar,
0: isn't he? Sam Worthington? I think he's back. Sam Worthington,
1: yeah. Well, they got yeah. stuck with him because he was popular 10 years ago when he was the Box of the Rocks of the Day. And now <laughs> Avatar took a full decade to come out with the sequel. Uh, and so, yeah, it's his. Um, but, yeah, no, it, it, you remember Sam Worthington was like, he was in a bunch of those kinds of things. Clash of the Titans. Clash of the Titans remake. Yeah. He was the Australian beefcake role that is now held by Chris Hemsworth, except Chris Hemsworth has charisma. So it's, you know, you go through and you go down the line of these actors. And I, we're, we're way far afield from discussing Callisto Protocol. I just wasn't expecting the name Josh Duhamel to come out of your head. And so I reacted uh, as, uh, as, as it was you saw me.
0: Too. It was great. Uh, it, for those of you who may watch The Office uh, as well, he was the guy that came in later in the show um, who was the good-looking, to Hoag's point, the good-looking salesman that they, they tried to the top in that show uh, for a few episodes. I don't know if you remember that like that was six or seven no, i'm pretty timothy sure
1: oliphant did that not josh duamel yeah
3: 47 was timothy oliphant I told you i get those two oh. mixed
1: up all the time they look exactly the same
3: wow
2: and then ames did it yeah. like moments later that's great. well timothy
1: oliphant is definitely in the
0: office as like the hot salesperson. um i don't yeah. know any no people. i'm not wrong i'm not wrong he's in there Okay. Yeah, Josh Duhamel, he date, he date, went on a date with Pam, and Jim gets jealous about it. You don't remember this? If you watch The Office, oh, you know this, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. If it's the later <laughs> years after Jim becomes an entrepreneur in a sports uh, app company, I, we're, we're past where I remember with specificity The Office. <laughs> it is later, party. yeah.
0: It is it is later, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, that was your Josh yeah. Duhamel chat for, uh, Wait, for this Sunday.
3: Sam Go Whitmer ahead. from Dave's Gone, is that, somebody said, is that... No, awesome. Okay, so
1: Sam Whitmer is crashed down in Battlestar Galactica. That's where he comes <laughs> to prominence originally. Then he becomes a voice actor in the Clone Wars. He covers a bunch of for Star Darth Wars. Maul. So he gets hired yeah. by uh, Force Unleashed people to be the motion right. cap person for the Force Unleashed. He gets hired for Days Gone, and now he continues to do voice acting for the Disney line of, of Star Wars cartoons. Mm. At least he did until he said The Last Jedi was the worst Star Wars ever made. I have no idea yeah, whether he yeah. continued that job after that. Oh, he was yeah, a host. Has
0: like a... He knows a uh, lot about yeah. Celebrity. Yeah, he's an encyclopedia kind on of this, a, a Wikipedia, encyclopedia. Yeah. Uh, so Sam kind of, Whitmer's my too. age. Yeah,
3: yeah. Sam wow. Whitmer too. Yeah, yeah. I don't like him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he overacts. <laughs> right. It was the
3: worst. Like him his deacon was just like it was just like <sighs> <sighs> there was a lot of that in Days Gone. There was a lot of mm. a lot of things yeah. in Days a lot Gone. Not of brooding. Not many brooding that were was, very good. Not great. No, not you a great. guys. He's good as Darth Maul though. I like his voice didn't have to see his face
0: (laughs) what was travis what were you gonna say
3: (laughs) finish finish the you guys statement
2: it's like you're talking about sports i just feel like i'm along for the ride (laughs) you guys are saying a lot of things i don't know what any of them mean i'm just these are all things you've experienced yes you just don't keep track of the people yeah i don't i don't know faces i like i could meet the most famous person in the world i'd be like ah cool i don't know but deacon in days gone is literally like that is
1: sam whitworth's face like if you saw him in video it's like that's him
0: Yeah, they motion cat Okay. Boozer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anyone. I just I don't know who that
2: is. Sam nah. Neatworth or whatever you said. Man, you see you get outside Neatworth. of Troy Baker and Travis is just out. <laughs> just Troy I'm Baker. Troy Baker. If I met Troy Baker on the street, I wouldn't know who he is. You wouldn't know Troy, Troy Baker? Roy. Is he the guy with uh, the man bun? Yes, on occasion.
1: Okay. I, Let's I, just I, say yes. I, I
2: honestly, I probably would not. I
0: probably would not.
2: I give my I give my odds thirty percent me recognizing Troy Baker if I'm Adam in
0: person. <laughs> Benjamin too good says Travis is in the corner yelling Go sports! <laughs>
1: Sport ball. <Yeah. laughs> That's Score that goal! <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Uh, I got a couple super chats relating to Callisto, so let's get to these. We'll right. right. start with let's Pampa. Yeah.
3: hey Pampa, thanks. Uh, the ten dollars for Dan stream Callisto protocol. I'll buy you the game. Just play it and give it thirty minutes. <laughs> come on lol i mean i here's the thing man. and boyfriend like i don't you. think i would last 10 like i don't <laughs> know if touch. i get through like the the start menu you know i it, it would just be it'd be something i don't even know how to do you that, wouldn't be honest with um you.
0: and this is your your semi-weekly reminder that dan uh played 30 minutes of resident evil 2 on our channel and it's the funniest thing you've ever seen so Ooh, uh, I, I don't think you would survive callisto protocol but we'll see i, I can
3: i i barely can like feel my feet at any point, you know, you know, you know, any anymore. I'm just saying, you know, I'm getting old, probably diabetes. All I need is another that heart sounds attack. more
1: like yeah. a medical issue than a horror
3: game. Right. Issue. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what it would cause. It would cause some kind of, you know, you know, what do stroke about? or something? I you know, half my face. Yeah, you know, I don't want to deal with that stuff. You know, this is like you shouldn't it. take
1: Viagra if you have a risk of a heart attack.
3: Right. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Pompa. Uh, Christopher Jetzer, I'll take this one. Dan, yeah. I said, uh, Five dollar yeah. super chat. He says, I saw Callista Protocol is sponsored by AMD, so it might not have DLSS. Do you think this is something to be concerned about? Um, I don't well, know any of that is it, it depends. One, if you're playing the game on PC, uh, if you are playing the game on PC and using NVIDIA hardware, then you know, typically you would prefer for it to have DLSS. If you're not familiar, I will uh, go ahead and shout out that we did an episode of For the Record on our channel about the difference between. FSR and DLSS. Um, long and story short, this is <laughs> this is essentially the uh, kind of uh, software that drives the kind of resolution improvements um, natively on the hardware. AMD have SF- FSR, excuse me, and NVIDIA uses DLSS. DLSS is better, um, and so uh, yeah, I, I, it's obviously this is an individual thing, Chris. But if if you're playing it on PC using NVIDIA hardware, then you would probably want it to have DLSS. If it doesn't, that's a shame. Um, that's about all I can say, but I don't know for sure. So
4: mm.
0: well, the coin Travis's uh, phrase, that was a little sports. No what you just said. <laughs> yeah.
3: Exactly. That was that was my sports moment.
0: Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. like I said, check out for the record, good series on our channel that talks about these types of things. I should definitely uh, like that. Uh, Dr. Funkenstein with a 199 blank super chat. So appreciate that. He did follow it up with something that I'm going to literally have to Google again because I just Googled <laughs> it. I just Googled it and saw it. So,
3: yeah, uh, the guy that Pam goes on a date with later in the show was Timothy, Timothy Oliphant. Not that's what I remember. Josh <laughs> Duhamel was never in the office. Listen, this is why I get them confused because they look exactly the same to
2: me. Another yeah, commenter says
0: I look like Troy Baker. so who knows. Yeah. You are okay, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. So funny enough, I read this very quickly when I googled it, and it says that Kelly, a character in The Office, uh that the guy looks like Josh Duhamel, but yes. it's not him. So there you go. That's Good. the joke. Yes, yeah, sorry. Sorry. They do look it. alike. Way too alike. What is wrong with this? Okay, that's funny it's funny thank you dr funkenstein and to uh well, fans travis fans still, fans still looks, looks lost in the corner right now yeah
1: you ever see justified travis nope okay mm-hmm. right. <laughs> you ever you see uh time. you ever see die hard uh what four the the fourth of july one what is it live free or die hard
2: <laughs> saw the trailer okay <laughs> all right it's over it's just i i dude i'm sorry man when it comes to this stuff i am as dumb as you as you can i, I know my lane you know i focus hey. on thing. <laughs> hey look,
1: look i don't know the difference between the letters that ain said um
2: and so you know hey man, totally fine there one started with a d and one starts with an f
1: i think
3: yeah
2: so sometimes no. people ask me like they're like travis you play a lot of video games how do you have time This is a perfect example of that. I don't do anything else. (laughs) I don't have other (laughs) stuff I do. You ask him about music, I'll be like, I don't know. It sounded like it was I did not
1: mean to drag Mr. Dumel here. It was just a normal human reaction to hearing (laughs) that he was voice acting in a game. Because usually I think that um, good actors cannot be great voice actors just because it takes a little bit more. I, I think you have to act a little bit more outside of what you're used to. It's like theatrical acting is different. Um, and so you give me a bad video actor and I say, oh, cool. We'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> thank you, Dr. Funkenstein, And, and yeah. apologies. Uh, thank you for correcting me. By the way, we now have a debate in the chat around whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie or not. Go ahead and, and sound. Well, I'll on tell that you one.
1: what's not a Christmas movie. Live free or die hard.
0: Uh- <laughs> 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 All right. Let's get Travis back in here because this is a super chat for him that I've been holding oh no
3: boy all right great discussion guys love the show travis why does ign struggle to have good podcasts <laughs> too many cooks thanks joe was, uh this is, what they call a,
1: this is what they call a loaded question <laughs> <laughs> when did you stop beating your girlfriend travis <laughs> how long have you been
2: beating your wife travis um uh I, I I like I quite like IGN's podcasts not all of them <laughs> admittedly. Um I've been on a few of them those ones are good. There's a great show that IGN has had did for many years called Fireteam Chat uh with a very handsome cast of 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 people on <laughs> mm-hmm. it. Um but yeah, I I like Podcast Unlocked. Um my friend Tom I think is on the PlayStation one. Um so I like some of them. I was also on the Nintendo podcast recently for IGN but yeah. uh um, I don't, I don't really, I don't know a lot about IGN's podcasts, except for that. Uh, I know some of the people who are on them, but I'm <laughs> seems like a big
1: organization, like Travis, different people, yeah. handling reviews, handling podcasts, handling
2: totally. Twitter. Totally. Okay. I, I only know about podcasts when somebody hits me up and goes, Hey, Travis, you reviewed this game. Do you want to be on a podcast to talk about it? And then I go, yeah, let's do it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know their, their problem, but if I had to guess, I would say probably podcasting is. Maybe number ten on IGN's list of things that, to care about. I doubt yeah, it's, it's right. the most profitable uh, venture. I think it's probably a labor of love, and uh, we're mostly news and, and content and that sort of stuff. And um, that content is probably where we put most of our time and energy. Would be my guess. That was the most diplomatic answer I've ever heard in my life. I was going to
0: say, yeah, I'm not Perfection. commenting on this either. Um, yeah. but it's, the it's, right answer, it's, it's the right answer though, and I'm right answer clearly yeah. up
1: to appear on their podcast. So, yeah. you know, no, I think that that's, uh, oh,
2: Hoag, you've been on some, right? You've been on some of the casts.
1: I have been, no, see, I've been on desk. Destin likes to invite me to his home. I'm like his secret.
2: God. Um, <laughs>
1: so I I, know, I, I actually
2: I, referred you the other day. He was asking me about Activision numbers. And I was like, you know who you should talk about? Hogue, And that's how
1: I got on the, his video. Yeah. Or where I'd like, send me the financials. So I'll go over them um yeah so i've done those i you know i i get around i don't think i've been on anything (laughs) that has like the ign logo in the corner though
2: i don't believe so Mm. we could change that let's do it
0: one day one day Mm. all right um (laughs) laughing Mm. at how all over the place we are today it's great all right uh hogwarts legacy we we've joked on this show around uh whether or not this is still coming this holiday uh this week if you didn't see it there is a um there's kind of the seminar and game gaming industry technology and kind of methods called the Autodesk vision series. One of the kind of videos they did about game creation tools and suites and kind of coding behind it um, showed off some stuff about Hogwarts legacy this week. Uh, and because of that, we kind of got an additional few screenshots and little video of uh, customization of the wizards down to their looking clothing some potential details around how you can decide about kind of where your your character comes from other you know even beyond the school that they're going to be part of uh they also showed off seasons so i'm assuming or players are assuming that as you go through the game and play through your school year that the world around hogwarts changes so you have your winter season fall etc um
2: and then ask your question to somebody who hasn't seen this trailer or gameplay or whatever When you say you can choose where they come from, like. (laughs) Uh Oh, (laughs) can I choose to be a mudblood? I don't Uh,
1: know. No, it's it's not an RPG, Travis. It's 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 just giving context.
2: Mm, Okay. Yeah, I would love if they would give me like maybe like a couple thousand XP if I choose to be a mudblood. But then I it's a disadvantage offset by some people discriminate against me. That'd be, that'd be pretty cool. Travis, I think you're you here working up the, the <laughs> tabletop,
1: like, cyberpunk version. Of wait, is it? Cyberpunk so, it, wait, Hulk,
2: when you say it's not an RPG, are, do you mean literally? Like, you, there's no leveling system or inventory equipment, that sort of stuff? They haven't no, there's a,
0: there's inventory and equipment for sure.
2: Yeah, they're... Uh, you don't um, level up?
1: I don't it, know. They have not explained the systems of the game's progress. They've explained primarily how it feels to be at Hogwarts. We've got dueling. We've got classes you go to. We've got these various things. So those have to be filling up something. Uh, but we don't actually know, at least as far as I know, I personally don't know uh, more about how those systems interplay. So it, I say it's not an RPG because I have a very specific thought of what an RPG is. It, it's it's at least an RPG light. Yeah.
3: Okay. It's, it just sounds like it's like, so far, what they've shown is just basically the decoration for what the game is. I haven't really seen any solid, like real, real gameplay.
0: Like, I would what expect it to game? be
1: closer to Bully than to that. Might be right. Fallout. Yeah. Interesting.
0: Maybe it yeah. could be a Bully at Hogwarts. It's possible. I'd
1: like in terms of like a Rockstar games RPGness, Slayer. like that's I think that's more along yeah. lines of where it's at. But who knows?
0: Yeah. And then uh, play, PlayStation has the marketing for this game. They did update the store uh, with a whole bunch of new info this week, if you want to check that out. But, um, you know, and we got, as we said, I think two weeks ago, we got the uh, kind of collector's edition content. So elite, Yeah, it is. When you say stuff about your character, you where elite. you're
2: from, what do you mean? Because my head is like spinning with like, did, <laughs> Sorry, did clarify so, that at all? Yeah, there was you, there was I, this I little cinematic
0: theater? trailer that was part of this game development series, and in that, right, they showed a bunch of tabs of the character creation suite, and so you showed like their outfits and how you can adjust your tie and your coat and your hair and look and all this stuff, right? You said tie, tie, yeah, yeah. I knew that would get you. Uh, and then you know they showed <laughs> the girls wear ties at Hogwarts, don't they? Yeah, they okay. do.
2: They do. They they yeah. Wear uniforms. Yeah, uniforms.
0: So you can adjust that stuff, but one of those with your character showed, like, background. Uh, And and so, to Hoag's point, Mm. I don't know if it's more of just, like, you're kind of, uh, as a player, you know, wanting to kind of make your role within the Hogwarts school, right, and world, rather than in having a meaningful impact on gameplay. I suspect it's
1: like a start-your-arts-knowledge-plus-one kind of thing, because you love painting.
2: you know. but that would lead to an RPG. That's not the worst thing in the world, though. I mean, could they...
1: You know, think can about I like the that? Elden Ring items or uh like when you're selecting oh. like just really light, just like little things. I mean if yeah. they
2: could if, if they could put in some dialogue that references it, I would be pretty stoked. Like I wanna this is, be, this I wanna is the have fans like, asking for their
1: expectations right
2: here, yeah. watching can it I, happen in real time. And I have See, this Death is true. Eater. This is true. I wanna have Death Eater parents. Can sure 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 yeah, yeah i like like want to roll in as the malfoys i got it yeah i get plus one to dark arts but people think they call me a nazi when i walk around hogwarts <laughs> that sounds great let's do that
0: i want competitive wizarding uh pvp with skill-based matchmaking and if it doesn't have that this game is not going to meet my expectations and the world will know about it i, I heard Hogwarts to have... mode is going to be delayed
2: yeah <laughs> yeah i want it to have one of those uh four color matching puzzle games like uh puyo puyo i want i want it to just be that exclusively
0: <laughs> It just is, and it, and it needs the card game from high isle too that's right
2: actually i got though, back the
0: card game what,
2: there are lots of mini games like quidditch i don't i don't think they've shown that but that's that could be its whole mini game
1: yeah you you always hope it's like good good luck people making other games inside of bigger game
0: <laughs> um, did you did you see by the way this is not a joke there's i didn't know this so if you knew this congrats there are people that really play Quidditch in real life. There's oh, yeah. actual leagues for Quidditch. Of course. And this has been a while, that,
1: happened a while, Ains. This was like okay, when well, I Well,
0: I'm not a Harry Potter guy. And oh, a couple no, weeks I mean, ago, if, they changed the name. It's no longer called Quidditch because they don't like it being called Quidditch because of what's her name? Uh, well, they gave uh, I'll, I'll tell you the
1: real answers because they were worried about getting freaking trademarked, <laughs> you know, boot stamped. Uh, <laughs> is, okay. But, um, yes. Yes. That's they said that was part of the analysis, but they also mentioned the the right stuff, which is like, well, that's a very specific s- sequence of letters uh, that is <laughs> not how best. But no, this is whenever you go past a college campus and you see the idiots on their brooms. That's uh, that's
2: Quidditch.
0: I've so only never now seen like anyone on a broom, but cross-ball. yo if.
2: I would not be a true San Franciscan if I didn't know way too much about professional Quidditch, which is very popular. In this, I mean, is that surprising to anyone? Apparently,
0: I'm the one who didn't know about this, yeah. which or is probably Travis, the
2: world. Champion. Travis the world.
1: has hallowed out bagels and Quidditch uh, matches. We're called uh, I believe scooped, scooped bagels.
2: Scooped bagels. bogue. <laughs> Okay, and they save precious <laughs> calories. I, yeah, I can't defend. It's terrible. Uh,
1: Somewhere in San Francisco, outside of Travis's apartment, <laughs> is a dude with a broom between his legs eating out. <laughs> <calories. laughs> <laughs>
2: Honestly, I love this city for how weird it is, but you know, sometimes, it, to. Leads, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. sometimes it leads to things that upset you, and that's
0: yeah, uh, yeah. uh it's funny. Uh, I'm yeah, I'm, I am I mean, out of my depth need... gecko, I'm way out of my depth. Uh, on this one so um yeah. no but, but seriously
1: though they've been it's been a long time they've been playing like fake quidditch for
2: forever that's so since weird. before the books were done yeah
0: wow okay yeah i didn't know that or if i knew that i i, I quickly block, erased it, it out from of my, yeah. from my mind <laughs> i don't have room storage space for that information uh, um all right so in my
1: quad so given my age it's been a while oof okay
0: well um Anyway, so it it at least the signs you would expect to see of a game that may still release this holiday are being seen. I I think we've all said before we hope it does. Still don't have a date as of this moment, but we can hope.
1: I think it slides to January or something. Like even the announcements you're seeing is like the leaked edition. This particular portion is from a, a professional conference. Like none of this is the pathway of get excited about buying the game. It's all, yeah, all play. But you're watching the blocks come into place. So it's like, I don't think it's a year later or anything. It's just instead of December, it's January or February, I think. Like, that's how
0: it feels to me. I'll, I'll play it whenever. <laughs> it looks amazing. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. Uh, and then the, the final kind of big game this fall is uh, Pokemon Violet and Scarlet. I realize every time we talk about Pokemon, uh, you know, not a big audience, it seems, on big gas for these games. But these what? are released. On...
1: Get excited, people.
0: There you go. This is them Folks, taking the
1: RCS model and putting it in the modern world of Pokemon. This, by the way, will release. You actually saw a blowout video for this game, um, and it's going to be fun people not excited about pokemon that's
0: a shame <laughs> it released on friday november 18th as usual you can get the dual pack which by the way is the greatest scam ever invented uh it takes place in the Paldea region um which you can see more footage of this week actually there was a video on it uh there if you're not familiar they're calling this the first kind of true open world pokemon rpg
1: did you play arceus because this is arceus but with like cell phones
0: yeah yeah exactly <laughs> uh and it will support up to four player co-op as well. Uh, they haven't talked about all the specific capacities that four player co-op is supported, uh, but you know that's um, that's a feature that they were talking about. New new legendaries, new starters, the, the typical Pokemon stuff. So, uh, anything else to mention on this one, guys? Because I am again out of my depth. I'm going to go Sports Ball, Travis, on this one.
2: Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh.
1: Okay, Pokemon. He's not a Pokemon yeah. guy. I think this one's going to do fantastically well. I think Arceus oh. was their proof of concept, and I think this is going to be their most popular Pokemon of a few generations at this point in That's, time. So I, I, I think that they've, they've got a good formula for this. I'm going to be that adorable duck. That adorable duck is adorable. That's why we call him the adorable duck. And <laughs> he is going to be uh, a lot of fun to bring around in Pokemon. Obviously, I'm a father of two daughters. Uh, you know we are getting that in day one. Um, but I think it's going to be a, a good time. I think Nintendo figuring things out. I think everybody that makes Nintendo games would love it if that Switch had a little bit more power. So I think mm-hmm. we're going to stretch uh, for for Scarlet and Violet, but I think that it is going to be a big, big deal. Uh, but so if that's yes. mid November, how come yes. Harvestella didn't make this list, Danes?
0: Only because we talked about Harvestella a couple weeks ago, okay. uh, and it comes out November second. But uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. I did see it when I was going through. Uh Lucius says Quaxley gang, which I'm assuming is Quacksly. one of the new starters.
1: The adorable yep. duck is Quaxley. Yeah. All so, right. It's going to be great.
0: Get there excited people. I did see something about Pokémon bikes when I was looking this up. Uh leg- new legendary Pokémon that you can ride around the world. Um yeah, why not? Yes. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh that, yeah, that's been a Pokémon mm-hmm.
2: a couple of years. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with Hoag's assessment that Arceus was sort of like them piloting out this format and EOC. It, it's one of the it's one of the Pokemon games that fall off the map the quickest, I think, because it was so specific. It was for like hardcore fans, and it was a little um, weaker in certain areas, uh, especially I'd say the open world definitely felt like a beta. Um, but yeah, I, I think this game is going to be awesome. Um, obviously. The Nintendo Switch is somewhat limited when it comes to open world games, but just because a game is running in 540p, which it certainly will, uh, does not mean that uh, it is a bad game. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 also runs in 540p, uh, looks very good considering the device it's on uh, most of the time. It looks and, very good uh, quite often. Quite often, and <laughs> quite often it also doesn't look good. Um, so. Yeah, it. Uh, but but yeah, you you're dealing with the hardware that you're dealing with. I'm sure that every developer has to figure out where they draw the line. Some deal with that better. Some deal with it worse. Uh, I expect Pokemon will probably be the former. It'll probably deal with it pretty pretty admirably, and and they'll pump out a, a good Pokemon game. I personally am a huge Pokemon fan, fan so I'm excited for this. Not right now. I just got done reviewing Digimon. So I don't want to play it this <laughs> instant. But I, I'm interested in, in playing this when it comes out. So as I have all the other Pokemon games, actually.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think- well, I mean, I it goes without saying that I'm in the minority here. This game is going to sell like bonkers, as we know. Um, what I just want to
1: penetrate the zeitgeist. I really have a strong feeling about this one. RCS yeah. feels like it was released in Canada, like, a, like an <laughs> iOS app that was like the test. <laughs> And like <laughs> that worked, and now they're bringing everything that is Pokemon that people recognize to what they built over there. And I, I this is this is Arceus works like it just works uh, as as a fun time, and then you you put it into a, a a world that people care about more is more approachable for them. Uh, this this is gonna be a very very popular Pokemon game, even for yeah. Pokemon.
0: Yeah, just my opinion. I, uh... That's what I think. No, I was about to say the same thing Hogue is that, um, you know, when I when I watched the video here, even not really being interested in Pokemon and I did buy Shield and tried to get into it and just just couldn't get into it. But this one, you know, from everything I read in the video and stuff looks to be uh, taking that next step uh, for Pokemon as a franchise. So, yeah, cool. Yeah, The
1: RCS model, I think, is a reaction to some of the response to Shield. Uh, which is we've we've gone down this road far enough, and now we we have to do something a little bit different. Um, yeah, and I think yeah. Arceus figured it out. But Travis is right. It's like Arceus figured it out, and like that's where most of the brain power went. And then we populated it a little bit, but like now we solved it. And then this is essentially the Assassin's Creed 2 of the Arceus multiverse. Um,
0: so it's gonna be good. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Gecko gamer super chat on it.
3: Yeah, two open-world Pokemon games within a year is insane. Uh, Fue Coco <laughs> Supremacy. One of the all, right, all right, all right, all right. The starter, i Fire, I'm assuming. One of the Pokemons. Fire, right. one, yes. of the Pokemons.
0: <laughs> one of the Pokemons. Yeah. <laughs> one of the Pokemons. <laughs> Fue Coco. get Gekko, thank you, sir. Yes. And uh, towel back in the house as well.
3: Yeah, please talk about Square cannibalizing itself with almost eight games in the next few months.
2: What are they thinking? There's so many things to talk about with respect to Square. They're thinking, boy, this window of time sure looks open and for the taking. (laughs) Well, they're
1: they're thinking a whole lot of stuff there, right? Is their management, uh, you know, what... They're they're selling Western companies. They're talking about weird stuff to their investors and their investor calls. They're gonna offer to sell stakes in all of their subsidiary entities separately. Uh, they are they are asking for they are asking for somebody to come and say hi. We 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 feel like you're shopping around. Mm-hmm. What's your number? Um, yep. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they're not cannibalizing themselves with Forspoken. That's not gonna do anything. <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy 16. Uh, you know, I'm sure that'll be very attractive to the Devil May Cry people until they realize it's the melodramatic JRPG, and then it will be unattractive. And then for the people that like melodramatic RPGs, they're not going to love the Devil May Cry action, I don't think. So we'll see how that plays. Uh, Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth uh, should be good. We'll see if it hits that window. That's not actually coming out in the next year, so it won't. Um, I do like the strategy game whose name I can't remember, which is just like something Chronicles. Um, so that field.
0: Diofield Diofield Chronicles.
1: Field Chronicles. So we'll we'll try that one out. Uh what else we got? Harvestella is obviously gonna be game of the year. Uh upsetting Elden Ring <laughs> right at
2: the end there. And uh oh. man. actually I think it comes out too late. It's like uh, November right? second, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Be good though.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not a doomer on Square Enix Gecko. I love Square. Square's my company, but you know what you really love, you you know the best, right? And they are absolutely crazy and kind of stupid in some of the decisions they make. And
2: uh, um, let the record reflect that when he says Square Enix is his company, it does imply ownership. And he, <laughs> he, he is going to be purchasing Square Enix. That's why he knows so much about their strategy to sell sure. off. I'm telling That's you right.
1: That I've been secretly on podcasts yeah. and YouTube with $6 billion in my bank account. Because That's this was good. all a long game for four years yeah. <laughs> to no, set He is
2: going to buy Square Enix and he's going to make them make only turn-based Final Fantasy oh, games. Oh, uh, you, you
0: misread the you misread the uh, the DM Travis. He's not buying Square Enix. He's buying Babylon's Fall, the IP.
2: <laughs> Edict number
1: one of Hogue Square Enix is turn-based only. We're going down with this ship if
2: we have to. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. It's a really, really the
0: investors are gonna love that. <laughs> no.
1: Well, gonna be, I, the investor is me. We're Elon Musking
0: this. Oh boy! All right. And then the last game I was gonna mention, which was announced this week, is uh, one I didn't expect to see. Is that Ogre Tactics is Ogre Tactics is returning, uh, mm-hmm. this time called Tactics Ogre Reborn. It's a remake of the classic. Uh, Let us cling together uh it is uh you know updated graphics updated voice acting etc etc coming friday november 11th uh and to note it is skipping xbox as some of these games do it's coming to switch Mm. pc and playstation so but cool to see ogre tactics back nonetheless those were great games i want to do a podcast
2: called skipping xbox and I, we just talk about games that inexplicably didn't come to the Xbox platform. That's the entire <laughs> show. I, I I don't even know what we talk about. I just really like you. You'd probably have Xbox. a lot to talk about, honestly. Yeah, and it's it, it's very specific. It's a very specific type of game that chooses to not come to Xbox for seemingly no reason. So um, now, I don't do did, did
0: did anybody ever call it Ogre Tactics? uh i could have sworn back on the super nintendo or the n64 there was an ogre tactics no that so those are ogre battle games ogre battle i'm sorry that's what no I no was, all right so the whole yep. series
1: is called ogre battle yes and then i'm pretty sure it's always been tactics Ogre because in my head i've always thought that's kind of weird you're using tactics as an adjective like i remember younger me thinking this <laughs> um and so yeah i'm pretty sure it's always been tactics ogre but yeah ogre battle 64 those kinds of things um yeah tactics ogre is excellent now I would prefer that that said Final Fantasy Tactics on its cover for the remake, uh, <laughs> but I think that's coming. I don't think you yeah. make Tactics over if you're not also making Final Fantasy Tactics as a remaster.
0: Yeah, yeah I mean, that's, and that's going to be the far more popular one, I would say. Um, so, yeah. Um, before uh, we we hit the, the next topic, we're going to touch on uh, Sony's comments on Call of Duty, which Hogue uh, did a video about, so we'll let him lead that. Way, but Dan has an appointment he has to get to, so Dan, we're gonna say goodbye to you for the rest. Don't
3: of the melt, hydrate, yeah. Dan, hydrate. That's what's gonna be happening a lot of hydrating, and uh, yeah, I have nothing to promote, uh, nothing to plug. So I love you guys. <laughs> play Pat, Hitman, 3. Yeah, play <laughs> Hitman 3, yeah, play Hitman 3. All
0: right,
3: we'll see All right, you guys.
0: Dan, have a week. good day, man.
2: See you own stock in Hitman 3 as a, as a single <laughs> game.
0: All right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's talk about what we were asked to talk about, um, which is, uh, you know. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, Microsoft acquiring Activision Blizzard. And uh, you trying. can keep me honest here, uh, Hoag. Uh, but yeah. there was basically a poll among publishers, I think from Brazil, if I recall. Uh, yes. Yeah, so
1: let's just talk about this just really quickly. So yeah. uh, a lot of people know what's happening now, which is that in January, they announced they'd signed the merger agreement. And then, they say, hey, it might close next year. People say, Why does it take so long? One of the reasons is, is because the governments of the world want to go and make sure that nothing is anti-competitive about this deal. It doesn't kill an industry while it happens. Every jurisdiction that they operate in gets to go and ask questions. And the big ones are the EU and the US because those are the biggest markets and they tend to be the most invasive. That said, even as part of the US and EU processes, they can go and ask people that operate in the industry for their thoughts. Hey, we only know what we know. PlayStation, this going to affect you. And so what we've got, because the FTC keeps that behind closed doors, the EU is a little bit more transparent, but they keep a lot of stuff behind closed doors as well, is that the smaller jurisdictions, the New Zealands, the Brazils, the various places, they publish everything. <laughs> they publish every answer they get. So they sent out a letter about 25 questions to Ubisoft and my, and PlayStation uh, and Riot, I think, is on there and some other companies at like Google, Amazon. Amazon's answers are hilarious. It's like, we don't know like, yeah, it checks out with Amazon gaming. Um, and they went and got all these answers published. Now, the only one anybody cares about really is Sony answered these questions. Um, and Sony has a bunch of answers that are like um, controversial, I guess. But I, Ains, I'll let you get back to the background here, but I will say that nothing is controversial about this at all, in my opinion.
2: Uh, I mean, if it can cause controversy, it's controversial. <laughs> and I would say that this certainly could do that. There Whether it is it controversial in that definition,
0: yeah, it can, uh, but it shouldn't. To Hook's point, it's not surprising. These weren't, I don't know, like I said, I surprise did...
2: newsworthy are different things. I, I, so I think, and it is, I think, controversial, yeah, sure, but but I, but I think, uh, this being a story, I think makes sense because it is you know, it's showing you a little bit about how the company thinks about it. Obviously it is not in their best interest for this acquisition to come, uh, to go through. So of course their statement is going to say, yeah, we do think call of duty being owned by Xbox would be less competitive. It would, uh, it would, uh, maybe, uh, factor into console choice, etc." Um, but I think it is an interesting conversation to continue to have in the industry as this crazy, uh, series of, uh, acquisitions happens and and the industry starts to consolidate. Um, yeah. And also interesting to see kind of how different companies think about it. Cause to your point, Og, like seeing that Amazon doesn't have strong opinions on this is kind of surprising or at least is information, right. For some people, we don't know. I like,
1: mean, their answers are like, ah, eh? it's no. like, yeah, that, yeah, that, that that's their, that's their understanding of the gaming market. For sure. Eh? Uh, and why no, why even
2: th- submit an answer at that point? If that's my, your answer,
1: they're trying to be responsive um my my favorite set of answers actually out of all these i don't think it's been reported on i did cover it in my video is bandai namco which talks about every game is you a unique butterfly and so they are all monopolies <laughs> of their own market and i'm like i kind of agree with that I was like i love I, but they're, they're just like every game is unique so these questions aren't taking into account the uniqueness of every uh of every game these this, these are not commodities it's like it's, it's poetic. I, I like it. Kind enough. of,
2: yeah. Though I, I mean, that's that's sort of the whole question around: can you have a monopoly on something that is art? You know what I mean? Like, can you can you be can you have a monopoly when somebody else could just write a game and then make it? themselves you know right and that's and that's part of what
1: sony says that's
2: what
0: sony kind of responded to to well and
1: a lot of them do right a lot of them do like here's the thing right you get the one answer and the the one thing i point out in my video is very specifically that brazil asks the question to yield that answer They, they the question that sony's responding to that got the most coverage is are there any products that activision releases that are so special that it would otherwise put them in a market of themselves and can could anybody copy that um, and so Sony says Call of Duty is the crazy one. It's at the top all the time. No, we don't think anybody could copy it because Activision throws 12 studios at the thing. Uh, and uh, and that it they, there's no way to actually match that from Rockstar or EA or anybody else that might otherwise be in existence. And I think they go, you know, further than they need to with that hyperbole. <laughs> but... <clears throat> it's exactly the right answer. I mean, it's exactly the answer that, that Sony should be saying there and there's nothing wrong with it. And what people don't report on is that Brazil gave them about 17 more questions that could have been Sony saying this needs to be locked off. Sony never, ever says that. Sony instead takes the opportunity to specifically say things like the digital market and the Game Pass market, subscription service market and the buy only market should all be considered the same market which if you're familiar with how this works at all, makes that denominator bigger. Brazil was asking whether the denominator should only be game pass, should only be digital games versus uh, purchased games um, in, in physical. And, and Sony specifically avoids like a, a number of questions that would make it easier for someone to find a monopoly on Microsoft. Sony is not attacking Microsoft on this stuff. Sony uh, would prefer to have call of duty access that is self-evident explains what it is explains that people, if it were locked off might go to a different console. That also aims, you said you talked about them saying it being anti-competitive. I don't believe Sony ever makes that claim. Um, Sony does say that it could
2: change. They console could influence for, choice. Yeah, yeah.
1: But, but that also isn't, that isn't a legal claim necessarily. Right. And one of the things I say very often is that antitrust law competition law is designed to protect competition, not competitors. Um, so Sony going out there and saying this could make the Xbox more attractive at its baseline level with no other kind of context is not something that the regulatory bodies of the world will generally care about. Um, Correct. Sounds like a personal problem. OK, more people want Xbox. That's them competing with you. Give or take. That's what we want. We're yep. concerned about unnatural market power taking over things that should otherwise be a choice of the consumer. So Sony to me, takes a pretty politic position and probably didn't want any of these headlines from the position that they took, but also want to say Call of Duty is important. Not the least of which, because Microsoft has already signaled in public that they're willing to sign Call of Duty to that consent decree. Like Microsoft has already said, if that's the sword you need to hit us with, we will accept that sword. So Sony says, you know, let's do that sword. (laughs) Let's, Let's have that because that makes sense for us. Uh, And Microsoft has already uh, agreed to it.
2: Yeah. Do you think the uh, consent decree will include um, like a time for that? Like it has to remain platform exclusive for a certain amount of years?
1: So we have to back up a little because I've got, you know, my personal biases and experience in these kinds of things as well. I personally don't think a consent decree is warranted in this deal. That said, what we're trying to do is we're trying to estimate what the FTC will do, right? And I think the FTC will demand a consent decree. I think Microsoft because knows that they of, will demand controlling a controlling
2: it right now, right? Yeah. Well,
1: because yes, well, we can talk about Facebook within if you want, because the <laughs> FTC has gone off the absolute cliff of what they can have the power
2: to do. Saber crazy. That's yes. Monopoly, a game that's on multiple platforms.
1: Anyway, Don't get me started on this. <laughs> Travis, but I love, I love, love I
2: love talking. I love talking about this stuff, but yeah, yeah. You know, so we we're, we're going to back
1: about. up for just a second. But yes, though, the FTC has now signaled, right? I had said to you just a moment ago, I would not have an issue with this deal, um, but I have long said it's about a 70, 30 chance because of what the FTC was signaling. We now have the first instance of them being willing to carry through with that, even if they're going to get smacked in the face in the judiciary, which they will under the within kind of concept. But they're willing to do that, which means that they're willing to go and ask for that consent decree. At that point, the FTC is now saying we are willing to block you unless you agree to some concessions. Microsoft says, okay, And then we already know publicly that they've agreed to keep Call of Duty on the system. Will it be timed? Yes. In general, the lawyers on one side or the other won't want to agree to a perpetual restriction because you don't know when an asteroid will hit somewhere at bare minimum. And so you have to put some kind of parameters on these things. But we don't know what we don't know. Microsoft is willing to sign a consent decree for whatever they're already willing to do. Right? Like for that's sure. that's the understanding of any settlement. If we're willing to put Call of Duty on the other systems, which we've signaled out in the public, then if you make us do that, we're not, we're not staying awake at that uh, particular thing. But... Could the FTC be asking for more? Could the FTC ask for, okay, and you have to hold the price of Game Pass at the same thing for five years? Uh, could they be asking to go and relook at the Zenimax acquisition and talk about Elder Scrolls? Uh, could they be asking any a number of other things uh, with respect to employment opportunities? They've leaked out that they're concerned about monopsony power, which is insane. Uh, in the video game industry, but I'm not in charge of the FTC. Um, so could they be asking for specific rules and transparency about employment data? Could they be asking for uh, somebody at the FTC or even the EEOC to have a sitting spot to make sure that there aren't monopsony issues for a long period of time? Yes and more, right? The The, the concept of a settlement and consent decree process leaves the entirety of the world open for them. It's whatever the two parties are willing to agree to with the threat being that the FTC could sue to block the deal. Now, if Microsoft feels pressed, well, probably. If the FTC, if if Microsoft feels too pressed by this and feels like they're not going to be wanting to do some of the things FTC has, they can call the bluff. they say, fine, you know, you're not the final deciders of this FTC. Let's go and let's go to court because then we're going to get into some real stuff because nothing of what you're arguing about right now is the jurisprudence of the current Antitrust Act. Yeah. Um, and now Congress knows that. Congress is looking at potentially revising it and changing it, which is fine. That's what Congress should be doing. But as it stands right this second, <laughs> it's not. It's the 1890 Sherman Antitrust Act. And everything that is coming out of the FTC, especially in that Facebook within uh, uh, lawsuit, is nuts for anybody that knows yeah. antitrust
2: precedent. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, this is a really interesting one. I will say- It uh, is, sorry. Didn't mean to answer for I, 80 minutes. No,
0: there. no, no. It's it's good, Hogue. I think um, you know, when, when we talk about I, I think my issue, you, you just inadvertently nailed my issue with these comments, right? It's it's because when when you when you look at the Twitterverse, you look at the other shows out there, you look at some of these articles, articles loosely written on this, all that was talked about was these singular comments by PlayStation about Call of Duty and how it, you know. And it's, it's the so, one answer
1: to the one question translated in general. Yeah,
0: it, it's so console warish and surface level, right? That it annoy it annoys me that 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 becomes the conversation. So inadvertently, the stuff you just talked about is the real conversation, and and the 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 you know the underlying kind of. Um, What's actually happening now? That's a very interesting conversation, and we could talk about it for far longer. And
1: Sony's on Team Microsoft for that. Like, long-term, the reason they answer those questions is not on the goodness of their heart is because they don't want anybody swinging around. Well, they they, yes, they're part of the main players of this, at bare minimum. So they're on the same team at a fundamental level.
2: Yeah, it is. Their their comments are self serving most of the time. It's like, of course, of course. they don't want to say they don't want to say things that later would bite them in the butt when they go and try to make a huge acquisition that also is going to make the marketplace less competitive. So I get why they're saying that. Um, I, I I know Ains that you and I tend to disagree on like what news articles should be uh-huh. like, but I, I I think that the the reason that this article got picked up and the, the reason I think it makes sense is c- people care about Call of Duty. More than they of care course. about Activision, more than they care about a lot of Lovely the ones. topics. And and you know, you could write a article about the things that Hogue are talking about, and those articles certainly exist. But I think if you're trying to get somebody's toes in the water for somebody who just cares about video games, talking about this acquisition from the framework of what's gonna happen with Call of Duty and what are the different players saying about Call of Duty is that's a great headline. And it's a good way to get people interested in these sort of things. And so um I, I get it. Obviously, you can't control what people do with news. They're gonna take it and of use it to make make trolley content about console wars. But I think yeah. that you know the average gamer out there is gonna read a headline like this and they go, "Oh yeah, the Activ- the Activision acquisition. What's going on with that? Let's go and see you know where we're at with that." And I, I think that is useful if you're not as in the know as somebody like you, Ains, which the, you know the average person is probably not. So
0: I agree. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I know we've talked about that quite a bit. And uh it's not that I disagree with you. Um, it's just that that's You're not just not what... the
2: target audience, and it offends See, me. I'm I not heard. the target yeah. audience,
0: and it's not what we aim for our audience. And yeah, our sure. audience being vastly smaller than an IGN or you know, we've talked about this, right? Which is yeah, fine. yeah, for sure. Which is fine. But and I... all I heard from you, Travis, is that people should check out virtual reality. That's what I heard. Uh, no, that's not, I was just gonna say that, Hogan. So I was like the thing, this. Yeah, the, this is why are... We're Sorry, I was going to say, just the gonna say
2: these these uh, these big articles that have have a headline like something that maybe sounds like it's simplifying the the issue. Right. Like a Call of Duty article, you get in that and then you see that Hogue Law is quoted. You know, you got Rick Hogan there quoted in an IGN article talking about it. And then you go and you check out one of his videos. And so I'm all for people diving down the rabbit hole and becoming more informed. I just think that there is a generic video game person who doesn't want to go that deep, doesn't want to hear Hogue talk for 30 minutes about, uh, you know, uh, precedents with, with, uh, 23. Video 23 minutes, right. Um, uh, it doesn't, doesn't want to do that. And I think that that person, um, you know, they, they, they need to have articles that speak to them as well at that level. And I think that this is probably one of them.
1: I just demand uh, I think, additional context, right? I mean, I, th- I don't think it takes a lot to add an additional paragraph that talks about Sony answering things about the digital marketplace at the same time. And I don't yeah, think I saw that. I think really
2: you'd be hard-pressed hard to find articles that don't have some sort of paragraph about that, talking about the acquisition in general, that sort of thing.
1: Not the acquisition, but the, a- the other answers that really make clear that PlayStation isn't trying to push against the deal because that's how it got reported For on sure. in most of the places that I saw. Um, and sure. Sony could have pushed... I, I What I wanted to impress upon my viewers was that Sony had the ability in those kinds of answers to really push, not lie, not do anything untoward, really push against it. And they decided not to, like very specifically decided not to.
0: Yeah. 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 And I, I was just going to say, you know, we joke about it here often, but I hope and our audience listening to us now or listening to us later. I hope that's why you listen to the big cast and you listen to virtual legality and you listen to the stuff content we put out is because that's where it's aimed towards. And I, I completely agree with you, Travis. There's nothing wrong at all. In fact, I mean, and since we've talked about many times, the audience for the surface level Call of Duty conversation is, you know, 100 times what the, the lower level is, which is fine. Um, yeah, no, but but I think that. what we're talking about, especially what Hoag's talking about far deeper, to me personally, is more important.
1: For sure. Right. It is. Well, and, and I've been very fortunate in the people I've got to meet, like Travis and, and you, Ains, and other folks, that I, um, I got a lot of messages when they started getting talked about to ask for essentially a blessing. Um, and can you look through what we wrote here and see if anything's egregiously that's wrong good. From, from like big folks. And like, that's, that's to, the dream to me a little bit. Like you don't even need to quote me. I just want to, I want to not have egregiously wrong stuff out there. Like if you remember when like the Zenimax deal went in and like IGN was guilty of this, but other places were guilty of like reporting on, like a promissory note registration that was like mm-hmm. happening at the same time and saying right. that was conclusive proof of like the, I'm like, oh, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so like, I, yeah, no, I, I, that's what I want is I want more and better information out there. And I don't mind if it's superficial as long as it's not egregiously wrong.
0: So I want to just close the loop on this one by saying um, this is done next week, right?
1: Well, so you had freaking Michael Pachter going out there and putting in the people that called me a bunch of times on my DMs and whatnot saying, like, uh, October. um, And and I I like Michael Pachter, and I've tried to explain his job to people, but he has to go and try to predict the future. Like, his job is impossible, right? So people say, oh, he makes all these mistakes and he makes all these errors. Like, yeah, of course he does. He also has some pretty good insights on these things, you know? And so he talks about some of the dates that are facing the regulatory bodies. And I, I think October is not a chance, uh, but I think there's an outside chance of it finishing before the end of the year. I have pretty much consistently said I felt it was quarter one, uh, and I think Microsoft's been putting a lot of resources at it, um, and we haven't heard rumblings of too much pushback from any regulatory bodies, so I think it's probably sooner rather than later, but we just don't know what... The FTC is going to get a consent decree, right? They are going to get a consent decree on this deal, Um, so we don't know if they're going to try to push for more. Uh, What we do know is that they are acting erratically, um, and so we can't say for sure exactly what they're going to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, uh, you know, I was joking, but uh, that was you, we, we happen to be talking about uh, not erroneous, but kind of misleading information that's been put out there. Uh, and, you know, how many you saw this yourself hogle. It was a few weeks ago. We saw about 20 different uh, outlets and and videos and podcasts talking about the deal it could be done in August. Uh, based on this new rumor and I'm just like, oh come on, guys. Again, this is like it's it's I don't know, irresponsible is what like I like October it,
1: to me is like nobody asks for anything. Uh like it, it goes through, like those are those are how the timelines fit out and, and then you close the deal. Um right. that, that doesn't seem terribly likely to me. Um yeah. the most aggressive I could possibly get is November and I really truly think it's the top of next year.
2: Yeah Fair enough. I think Fair that enough. makes sense. And I think uh I think if I was a betting man, I think uh, Microsoft has expectations of what the consent decree is going to include. And they'll probably just accept it because it's all of the stuff that they've sort of uh, indicated that they would be okay with accepting in a consent decree. This is Microsoft knows how to deal with FTC, even one that is as aggressive <laughs> as, uh, as the current one that we have. Um, and I, I you think see that, that,
1: you see them massaging it. Those are early yeah, you see massaging them. It this is what it we're and,
2: willing to give you. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's a long relationship there too, where it's just like, look, we're not Facebook. We're not Google. We're not one of the bad guys. Come on. It's just <laughs> us. It's my we're, your we're, your, we're your friend. We're your friend. We're just that <laughs> enormous company that owns everything. The only um, question mark, I, if you read through
1: that within lawsuit, it is absolute insanity in terms of the breadth of what the ftc
2: is claiming to be you're able talking to about unpredictability they might just do something crazy anywhere. right if the and consent I,
1: decree comes in even 11th hour you can imagine a scenario where it's like okay we agreed on call of duty or these other things that we're okay
2: with and then oh and by the way this you know you know whatever and you're yeah, like the, what i mean I've i had, i think, to do I think that. yeah i think microsoft's probably ready to go to court for that if they need to and i think if you know booker and warren do like a oh well now it's anti-competitive if you don't you know take care of your employees like they talked about a, a couple months ago then not that, that sort of stuff is going to get laughed out of court and i'm sure microsoft is ready to do that but i don't think they'll get to that point personally i think that they know exactly what the consent decree is going to include and it helps give uh give the people uh, in control of the ftc right now they're like win, right? Because they need cover, right?
1: That's the thing. That's the reason I'm saying there will be a consent decree. The FTC can't allow it for its political position right now to let it go through naked. Um, It has to at least
2: be the appearance of a win on the FTC. They'll have a
1: press release, right? There'll be a consent decree. It's important for us to keep this industry strong and vibrant. And so we worked with Microsoft to get these six things done for the people and it'll be the press release and like that they need that at minimum. So there will be one. Microsoft for knew sure. there would be one for at least six months because when they say Call of Duty is going to be multi-platform, they also add in their quote, "We don't think there needs to be a consent decree for this." It's like, yeah, <laughs> that's not how that works. Um, but you have said that you're willing to do it, and the FTC will say, "Thank you, uh,
2: we'll have we another take that win in our pocket." Yeah, <laughs> and they will cite they will cite the Sony's comments of like this was their big thing that they needed that they, they thought might. would be big. Yeah, something FTC like that. Troll. So, yeah, it'll be interesting.
0: Well. All right. I hope that adds some good context for for our audience there. Um so we That's will I Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, so a couple other things kind of uh not similar to this, but uh in this whole space of the gaming industry itself we'll touch on. Uh so Coke Media uh has rebranded as PlayOn. It's P L A I O N. Uh Thanks for Yeah, it is pronounced play on they confirmed Uh, they and this is a quote from them, I swear uh, out of the report. The logo has even been designed around the universally recognized triangular symbol for play with the IO styled to resemble a one and a zero, a little binary Easter egg to emphasize the company's digital operations.
1: I love, see, can some consultant got paid like a quarter million for that. (laughs) Right. You're
2: absolutely right. And I I,
1: I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Get Travis. He'll put together a paragraph for you. Uh, See, I would have gone with input output on the I and the O, but you know, that's just me. If they would have paid
2: me half a million. I probably would have put a little oh. more time into it. Yeah, <laughs> quarter million. I'm just gonna, you know, it's a couple hours.
0: So if you're if you were forgetting who these people were, they're the uh, part of Embracer Group. They've bought up a bunch of these kind of Double uh, A studios. Uh, they did emphasize they have 2,300 staff now, which equates and uh, excuse me, 2,300 staff and about 1,600 developers. And Saints Row will be the first release under after this kind of uh, branding publishing change um so there you go that happened this week
1: i'm gonna call it Playon or whatever i thought it
0: was Playon when i first read oh, it and then okay. i read the press release and i'm like oh gosh okay all right uh i can support that i know not a, i know not a pun, really. it's fine
1: it really is trademark lawyers that's why you see so many weirdly spelled words is because you have to go <laughs> find a way that nobody has spelled
0: it before in commerce yep True. And then uh, I think the the more interesting news this week was that Tencent came out uh, and they are aiming to raise their stake in Ubisoft. I know we've talked about Ubisoft a little bit recently. Uh, So this was a report that broke by uh, Reuters. Um, So just some context to this here. So uh, Tencent bought 5% stake in Ubisoft back in 2018. Um, Ubisoft currently, you know, give or take, is valued at around $5.3 uh is it guillemot is that how that's pronounced the guillemot family you don't Something look for like me for that. backing on french okay i took five years of french and i'm still trying to figure this one out really uh, they, wow. it's I like Guillermo, yeah.
1: but uh no. yes no. yes yeah.
0: So the, the, the family owns about a 15% stake uh, or 15% of Ubisoft. About 80% of it is public owned, according to this report. And then just a couple quotes around this from the report I pulled out. So uh, Tencent is very determined to nail down the deal as Ubisoft is such an important strategic asset for Tencent. At the top end of 100 euros per share, which is almost 50, uh, even with the dollar right now, about 101 dollars per share. Uh, Ten Cent is offering a premium of 127 uh, percent over stock value of 44. Your excuse me, 44 euro average over the past three months, uh, and is close to its historical price ceiling at 108 euros in 2018. And then Tencent has submitted to the Guillemot family a term sheet, a non-binding offer describing the basic terms and conditions of an investment with a price way above the company's current price to ward off potential competition. So I will leave it there, but it looks like uh, we've talked about Ubisoft being a target. Uh, Tencent is putting their foot forward aggressively, it seems, according to this report, to, uh, to take that next step. Well, it's
2: interesting because it is certainly aggressive but it's not there's certainly a more aggressive approach which is to approach them about a buy and so i i think it maybe makes me wonder if this is a uh, a kind of roundabout way of acquiring them over time bit by bit right <laughs> i mean uh hog i'm sure you've done four videos about this what's your What's your take? How is Tencent going to buy Ubisoft? What's their strategy here? Well, they skipped is this. Uh, no. Are they Eloning? Are they trying to just...
1: No, Elon just rolls in with a text message, right? That was the funniest yeah, part for of sure. it. Yeah, sure. It's just a text message that says, I'm buying you at 5420. It's like, all right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, the uh, name, JPEG
2: the JPEG file, it says.
1: I can't anywhere. claim to know the exact regulatory requirements of like the French... Uh, or European Union stock markets here. But there's a couple of things that are happening in background. One is Ubisoft has been down hostile takeover road um, with Vivendi. Um, So they have, I I believe they have existing kind of protections in place and governance documents. And generally speaking, those protect against certain ownership percentages being acquired of the company, and then things kick in and bad stuff happens. Uh, So this suggests to me that they have 5%. That's the limit that they can have without getting some kind of tacit approval from, in particular, the family. Um, and so they're going and trying to comply with that and get the family on board um, because the family famously were the ones that defeated Vivendi um, in the hostile takeover yep. bid to begin with. Um, so I think they are at minimum you know tiptoeing around. They leak this kind of stuff out so that the investors, the other shareholders know it's happening um, so that they can apply pressure if they want to. Um, and then I don't know that Tencent necessarily knows whether or not it wants to own Ubisoft or not. Ubisoft is a company in flux right now, uh, as we know, in terms of their current pipeline and, and, par- and product output. Um, so I would suspect that this is threefold. It is designed to get them better information more easily at like the board level, potentially sit someone on the board um, and work with the family because if the family opposes them, Tencent has seen them rally the troops. They have enough contacts and enough personal relationships with their investor core that it's difficult to hostily take over uh, Ubisoft historically. Doesn't mean it couldn't work the next time. Um, And certainly coming in at, you know, a 50% overage on an investment is weird. Um, (laughs) So it's, they're trying to say it's too sweet. You can't, you can't get in the middle of it, right? You might've seen, I did a video when Elon was putting forth a deal offer to Twitter and Twitter immediately announces a poison pill package that was insane, and I said, well, that's not the right move. <laughs> that's that's way too defensive for when the investors could make money. Um, and and sure enough, they essentially allowed him to plow right through it. Uh, but that's what I think is happening. I suspect there's some governance document and or regulatory issues at the five and probably ten and fifteen percent levels. Um, and so they're they're trying to tee up being right up to those lines and work. So it's funny you
0: say that that, uh, Hogan, it doesn't have the details, but at the end of this article, it says the planned stake purchase 10 cents, latest major foreign deal since a regulatory crackdown in late 2020 will help it offset some of the pressures in the domestic gaming market. China's video games market, the world's largest has become fiercely competitive. And they paused the living shit out of it for a year and a half. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it does seem as though they're trying to walk this line under this new regulatory kind of. Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, it's a uh, it, it's, it's the same as anybody else with a big pile of capital. I mean, it's a diversification play. Yep. Uh, but Ubisoft, Ubisoft was always the next domino to fall, in my opinion. It's the one with the most obvious high level assets. Uh, but um, it also is founder led. I mean, like you're dealing with some weird stuff when you've got a family that has 15 you know, percent of of a billion dollar corporation. And they've run it for decades, I thirty yeah. years, I don't something like that. A long
0: time, yeah, long. And
1: time. and I would have bet you had you had we been doing this when Vivendi was was making its motions that Vivendi would win. Like with, with this with the spot that Vivendi was in and Ubisoft ownership, that is you're going to win that nine times out of ten, I think. And Ubisoft just fought them off, um, and so I think Tencent has to be aware of that history. I know that they are, and so they're trying to get the family on board. And then you know this is another however many years later at some point you're like yeah let's let's go get our billion dollars and we'll hand it off to china or whatever so yeah. i think they see an opportunity i think most people see an opportunity in ubisoft and ubisoft and square are the ones that are kind of like what are we doing yeah. um and so i think you'll see those you'll see significant movement in both those companies of some kind whether it's investment or buy i can't say yeah yeah
0: chris christy says so at what point do we get the game where you play as a developer and try to get try to take over other developers. <laughs> uh, it's called Capitalization, or uh,
1: there's a game called uh, The Corporate the, the, the corporate Machine, I think. Um, there's a bunch of things where you get to have fun with takeovers. My favorites are actually railro- railroad games, tend to be really awesome, whether it's your railroad tycoons, your railway okay. simulators. Uh, those right. tend to be a lot of fun with getting stock prices and manipulating markets and things like that.
2: I, rec- I recommend Yakuza like a dragon, uh, which has a <laughs> mini game where you run a small <laughs> business and eventually move up the ladder to corporate. So if you want to do that, also hey, well, it's quite fun, just a suggestion. You could just get a job in business. <laughs> it's 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 not nearly as fun as all that. Yeah. I was uh, waiting for you slower, to continue that thought. You yeah. can, uh, Just get a job in acquisitions, you know, you can just do that and then your life will be a sim. I will say
1: that the 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 people that uh, that run the large corporations investment funds do seem to be having a ball uh, wolf of Wall Street style in general. Uh, So if that's what you're looking for, those are good gigs. That sounds fun. I want (laughs) to have that life. Um. (laughs) offline travis i got some stories
0: (laughs) uh let's uh get gecko gamer super chat here five euros i wouldn't rule out the french government suddenly waltzing in unannounced to try and stop a chinese takeover of a french company
2: uh they will announce it they're french but other than that (laughs) i have no uh i have no qualms with this theory that was
0: well delivered my friend (laughs) very well there's
1: always a concern uh uh and not not that the governments of the world necessarily have something on the books that can say this uh for the most part but when you do have a situation where you're concerned specifically about a given nation uh yeah governments can find ways to cause trouble
0: yep yep gecko thank you as always all right boys (laughs) uh i think that's gonna wrap us up for the day a lot of good conversation a lot of random conversation today that led to big things which is good
1: i'm sorry josh
0: (laughs) or whatever the other guy's name is who i mixed up multiple times apparently oh i'm not
1: sorry about my love for you timothy (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh only a couple things uh, i want to mention real quick is uh like i said at, at the top of the show a couple reviews this week to look out for on season gaming for some uh kind of popular indies that are coming uh they'll both be out this week and then i mentioned last week about doing a giveaway for season gaming and big cast uh we're gonna do it for real this week we didn't do it this past week so uh look for that tomorrow or as you're listening to this and uh all y'all you have to really be doing is just following us and checking us out so uh we'll uh we'll get that going otherwise uh rick i'll pass to you Oh, well, I think we're doing a lot of stuff this week. We're still doing Hangouts and Headlines
1: uh, four times a week, which has proven to be a, a, a pretty popular show. So if you're up at 7.30 a.m. on the East Coast, 6.30 for Ains, uh, God knows what time it is for Travis, uh, then pop on in, say hi to us. Uh, we're having a lot of fun conversations there. And the replay crew for that is also more than welcome. People come in and watch those archives. And then we do virtual legalities from time to time uh, when I can do them during the, the workday otherwise. So we've got, we're backed up like 400 pages of Elon Musk documents. Uh, we've got more, uh, you know, debt v. Heard stuff. We've got Ubisoft I didn't even otherwise cover or Square Enix or the financial reporting stuff that we got like translated from an analyst on Twitter that I think is, I, I just don't have a feeling like it's translated correctly. Uh, so, I might dig into that a little bit more deeply, but we're doing that throughout the week. And then, um, I, you know, you want to scoop? You want to scoop? I haven't, well, we're going to announce this, I think, tomorrow, but there will be oh. Lawyers and Dragons on Saturday, August 13th.
0: So, yes, next we're gonna Saturday.
1: Be, we're going to be putting that up uh, <laughs> uh, tomorrow, but you get the scoop here first um, here at the Bitcast. So, if you're interested in those, check out the Hoglaw YouTube channel, check out me on Twitter at Hoglaw, uh, and you'll get me pontificating about all sorts of random stuff.
0: There you go. Love it. Love to see it coming back. Hope to be able to join you live. Travis, what's happening, brother?
2: Yeah, uh, go ahead and uh, look out for my reviews of Digimon Survive this week, my preview of Construction Simulator this week. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at tyguytravis, and you can watch uh, me talk about Destiny every Thursday at four PM Pacific. You can also find me not appearing on uh, Hangouts and Headlines because it happens at four thirty my time, and uh, <laughs> really it's Hangout. And I hope you don't live in the West Coast. Is that's the name of the show? Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I, thanks for. Uh, watching and guys nice to see you again we're just gonna have a travis segment now until
1: he shows up it's just gonna be five minutes of ragging on travis i actually
2: <laughs> did i did offer to show up and you were like dude it's 4 30 that's insane you did uh, on one of them you
1: yeah, did uh no did and, and that's cool I also my wife is in the chat because uh, people are uh, uh, she's <laughs> made a promise that i should say for tomorrow's episode of hangouts and headlines uh i have promised that i will be wearing a different hat in tomorrow's wow. episode so if you want to get excited mm. about uh just headwear in general we will be teasing <laughs> one of the new entries in our completely reworked and revamped shop uh that Let's my wife had been working diligently wow. on so we've got huge huge hat reveal we've got a lot of stuff to show not okay, tomorrow right. but we've got a lot of stuff to tease
2: nice yeah well that's uh, all i've got and you can also um follow my other youtube channel sexy.ht. <laughs> Where mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. he rebrand. promises to
1: ASMR
0: you the entire time. <laughs> Went through a rebrand recently, and now we are an channel that talks about sexy. Uh, I, I I will tell you one <laughs> thing: your bots aren't as good because they haven't shown up yet. So you, the rebrand has not functioned well for you. I know. Um, I know. We're, we're and by the way, I know that, that you, Cog, and Abond put on a great show with Last Word. May I suggest a weekly anthem show?
2: Okay. There would have now, to be enough anthem to talk about for more than one week, I think. Is the can problem. we do
0: a single episode of the anthem show?
2: <laughs> the anthem show, we <laughs> anthem shows. I think IGN might have had an anthem show for like a month.
0: No, this is not a joke, and we're not going to keep talking about anthem. I promise. Uh, But to close this out, when I got when I started playing again this week, I was looking something up on Google, and there were like eight subreddits for anthem, like official and like leaks and lore and you know what i mean like that game was set up to be something really really big and it's uh it's all shut down now
2: yeah yeah anyway Anthem's
1: last notes
0: yeah oh that's a good title for our weekly podcast on anthem i like it i like it all right as always it's been a great show chat you've been awesome today thank you so much uh anyone listening to this checking us out always appreciate you um, thanks for supporting all of us here. And uh, as always, we will be back next week. Thank you for tuning in to the big cast where we cover all things Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo and PC with industry, technical and legal insight until then.